0: Does it seem like most podcasts are speaking a foreign language? We deliver your podcast straight to you in a language you can understand. Well, I'll drink to that. What did you say? TMA studios. It's what you want. Yo, yo, this is Kid Riot, and you are listening to SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network.
1: Woo! Live from TMB Studios, you are now locked on to a Stovall Wrestling Network.
2: Now, here is the host, the one, the only,
0: Caleb Stovall! What's up, everyone? It's me. It's me. That's right, Caleb Stovall, back here with another edition of the SWN, Stovall Wrestling Network. And guys, it's been a few weeks, and what I mean by that is it's been a few weeks since I've gotten, you know, the old formula of this show down and everything like that. We've had a bunch of uh, special interviews from the stars from BPW. We had some from UCW and everything. And we had a very special Facebook Live edition for the Christmas, I mean WrestleMania weekend edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you've been asking about it. You've been wanting it. Guess what? We're getting back to the old ways here tonight. We're going old school. That's right. We're going back to what made this show great. We're talking about it. We're talking about past. We're talking about present. We're talking about future. Even what could the future hold? We're talking about the wrestling news and everything like that, and I'm so excited because the the response for this show uh, has just been absolutely incredible. And I want to take this time right now to thank you guys. Thank you so much for making this show. Uh, even more than what I thought it could be. I mean, I didn't think it could be even what it is right now. And you guys uh, have been tuning in, you've been listening, and you've basically been saying to me, hey, this could be even more than what you think it can be. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's there's a lot of people I could thank right now, and I'll, and I'll get into that you know, a little bit later on. But you know what? We're going to get in. To what, to what you came to see. Or what you came to listen to here. And that is the Stovall Wrestling Network. And we're getting back to the old formula. And because we're getting back to the old formula. I gotta bring him in. The sirens are already blaring as he comes in. He's the one. He's the only. He's the most hated. Chris Dickens. Chris. <laughs> you know what's funny about the sirens is for a minute.
1: I thought Scott Steiner was coming in to cut a fucking math promo. <laughs> What's up, sWS The 20 and degrees shitting. access around the moon, and then the moon goes around 15 degrees this way, and then Tiger Woods hits it in for a hole-in-one. Big pop-a-pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. That came 45 degrees out of the north into 48 degrees right into Scott Steiner's butthole, where the world champion resides. This is weird. Anyway, oh, know, yes, right? SWN Fan Nation, we're back to the original formula, the original format. Yes, we had a lot, I've got a lot of special content over the past couple weeks. Yes. Including from UCW, the viral pro interview with Joshua Hancock that shut down TMB Studios. Literally. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> and also rebirthed us and put us on
0: Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Hey, I was just about to say that. So, so go ahead. but yeah, and then of course, you know, straight from the viral pro wrestling show itself. Yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we had, and we had uh, not just like local people. We had a who's who. In the independent wrestling scene right now. I mean, we had Coda Brazil, who's wrestled for MLW. That's right. Uh, we had uh, we had women on here. We had the Dream Girl, Ellie, and Avery Taylor. And good God, I'm surprised our equipment is still in one. Yes. And then, of course, we had Kevin Ray. I mean, yep. just, we had a bunch of people. PCW, Sony
1: City Champion. We've also had the Viral Pro Wrestling Outbreak Champion Shawn on Le- the show, Sean Legacy, who is... A huge supporter of this show. Not only that, Joshua Hancock for the second time on the program last week as part of the special from Life of the Viral Pro Show that we went to. And we will be at the next Viral Pro Wrestling Show, but we'll get to that later on in the program. I'm handing it back over to Stovall because I'm tired of talking. It's not my podcast. It's not the Chris
0: Dickens Experience. This is what? This is the Stovall Wrestling Network. SWN. 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 We'll get and, and, and that going, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but, no, uh, yes. And uh, if you didn't know by now, you should know, we are on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Radio. It is insane how much uh, you can access now and you can get uh, TMB Studios and the SWN. But you know what? Without further ado, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. Let's talk about oh man you know what I I, I just got to hear it one more time let's talk about just had to do it one more time so good you had to have it twice right well it's you know it's been a while it's been a while and everything like that. Uh, You're almost like Vince Russo was doing the same thing over and over again. Oh, God. Don't even get me started on that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to beat my head over. I've got a whole freaking thing to cover. And we've got a lot to cover because, you know, before the viral pro wrestling and interviews and everything like that, we had WrestleMania weekend. And, you know, I said it. Uh last week on this show, speaking to a lot of wrestlers and everything like that, but I'm I'm just gonna say it right now from the bottom of my heart. It was just it, it just warmed my heart so much to look on fight TV, to look on er, to look at all of the, the social media uh stuff that was going on and just see so much pro wrestling this. going on in New York City and not just not just it going on there, but doing well. Like yes. every single show, just like NOLA, was sold out. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, events that you didn't think were going to sell out. Everything They're, Like, you know, we were talking to Jeffrey Taylor mm-hmm. um, last week about, it. like, you know, he, there were random people that he met and everything like that, but it felt like he'd known them for like, years. The, like, the, like the surprise show that took place, like, out of the blue. And that was a you know hey if you're at this point at this time during, uh this day right? there's gonna be a wrestling show right? who does that that's just incredible though it's it's amazing it is it's crazy and and to me I mean I mean when you see that to me it's makes it bigger than what the nineties did yes it it just does it might not be in terms of mainstream coverage or you know celebrity involvement or shit like that but just in terms of fan interaction in terms of just a uniqueness about it like that's where that's well, see, where i think it is see in this day and age there's so much ways of getting your media out there not like it was
1: back in the 90s where you had to rely on network television to get your advertising and to get your sponsors. Yes. You don't have to do that anymore. You've got YouTube.
0: You've got streaming services like Netflix, Hulu. Fight TV. Fight TV. They literally had... Almost every single event that was going on down there. These days, it's not like okay. So in the '90s, you had WCW, WWF,
1: and then ECW when they started making only
0: get on certain channels in
1: certain markets. Exactly. Now you turn on your computer or you turn on your streaming device. You pull up Fight TV. You pull up YouTube. You pull up whatever. And you've got access to all this stuff. You've got access Mm to MLW. You've got access to Impact Wrestling. You've got access to WWE. You've got access to Ring of Honor through the Honor Club. You've got access to every independent promotion almost through Fight TV and all these other different sites that air their product. And these guys are doing well.
0: Yes, they are. A lot of of it was amazing to see and everything uh, like that. And um, I want to go over – Though what I felt was probably uh, the biggest event of the weekend besides WrestleMania and everything like that, but I want to go over real quick the biggest one: uh, Joey Ryan's penis party. Uh, <laughs>
1: I want you to think about this for a minute now. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I want you to think about this. You brought up 90s wrestling. This is a guy that probably would have done well in ECW, but never would have made it anywhere else. Maybe no. WWF against Val Venus, but his gimmick would Which never was on that show. A guy like Joey Ryan is so fucking huge in the wrestling world now not because he's on any mainstream like Bro publications house, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> but just just straight up. I mean, the guy's been let's put it like this. He's been in Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling, okay? He's been in New Japan. He has been on Lucha well, Underground. No, no. He has been in Japan.
0: I know he's been in Japan. He's been in New not, Japan. No, not not New Japan. But All of those like yeah. things that you see are from this like weird. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a jap. Mm.
1: I said he was from Japan.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, I thought you said he's New been Japan. in
1: Japan, but no. Uh, I mean, he's been in pretty much any other push. And now they're talking about him possibly going to WWE. But it's the thing is, a guy like that never would have made it like so far. I mean, he's. he's it just blows my mind because he wasn't on any like WWE programming or anything like that, and he was on Impact when Impact was on Destination America. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, and, and the only way you can see Lucha
0: Underground is if you had that fucking channel at the time he was on there, or if you, oh, you yeah, know, um, I don't remember the name of the damn program, the channel. No, I don't. I, oh, the L Ray I, Network. Yeah, the it. L Ray Network. But it was I was trying to think. He that. made his popularity through the internet. Yes. Because. That is the strong point of today's wrestling. And, and here's the thing: him and Kenny and um, Young Bucks, and no, even no, no, well, no, well not not, part, not them, but but well, kind of, kind but, of, uh, no, uh, Kota Bushi, Kota Bushi, all. The thing was is that none of them were trying to make a name for themselves no. on the internet. That's just what ended up happening. Now, as people are trying. And so, and sometimes it has the same effect. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, yeah. And everything like that. But I, I, I watched some of the highlights of. Um, penis party. Of, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever thought you'd say that on the Stovall Wrestling Network? Well. I watched Joey Ryan's penis party. I'm sure I there were a lot of. of pe- hang you, on you a second. You sure Hang, re- on, hang that? on. Hang on. <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of people that thought that they would never watch that fucking show, but I guarantee a lot of people did. And and here was the thing, he even said it best, like that fucking thing sold out. It did. So everyone was there. Everyone was everyone was curious what it was going to be. And 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 it is re fucking ridiculous as as it sounds. Um, Joey Ryan did his, you, you know. <laughs> I had it all in. I can't believe I'm about to say these sentences. Um, you remember how he came out with all the dicks? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, like white penises and shit. Like, yeah, white dicks and shit like that. So he made that entrance. He makes it to start right, and uh, that, that's just to start off the event or some shit like that. Um, now. Bear in mind they actually did have some good wrestling matches yeah. on there. Uh I can't remember a lot of it, but I remember <laughs> that like that like there were good matches on there and there were people like Neville was there. Yeah, yeah Neville was there. Fucking Pac. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Pac, Pac was, was there. there. Pac was there and he had a hell of a match. Like I mean amazing. isn't that the one where uh what's his face did the Canadian Destroyer? Hey, it wasn't in that match. It wasn't it was in that bro. match but I, don't I mean, think but it wasn't was that but that was that event. That was the event where Ricky Morton <laughs> yeah, did that. that was what stole the fucking weekend was just old <laughs> ass Ricky Morton doing a fucking Canadian destroyer out of I saw nowhere. the clip of that and I'm just like, how the fuck? <laughs> That's what a lot of people thought, but he fucking did it, and, and that place went you know what? Nuts. You know
1: what Jim Cornette would say if he saw that clip?
0: Well, it's about time Ricky Morton finally got over.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. No, uh, but that was, yeah, that was cool, and the place went absolutely Yeah, they fucking mal- lost, lost it. Because it was just, oh, my God. Yeah, so that was great. Um, but... I, I, I can't even get to a lot of the shit. I just want to go over uh, the main event. <laughs> um, the main event of this was a six-person tag matchup. A six-person intergender tag matchup. Yeah, I said it. And, um, yeah. And it consists of, on the male side, it consisted of Sexy Eddie. Whatever the fuck that is, I have no <laughs> idea who that is, and trust, and you know how much I watch wrestling. I have no idea who this person no. is, so name doesn't ring a bell. Anyways, and then, uh, and then it was, uh, oh, okay, hang on a second. I've always wanted to do this. Hang on.
2: <clears throat> Hello,
0: ladies. Holy shit, that sounded just like. <laughs> <laughs> how many times the you- big Balbozki came. To Joey Ryan's penis party. And he came again. Or <laughs> some shit like oh, that. God. That's just something he would come up And with. again. And, and again. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't even do it anymore. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but he came out there, he grabbed oh, the fucking God. mic, he cut the promo and shit like that. Then Joey Ryan comes out, right? With the penises. Actually, I don't think it was this time. No, it wasn't this time. Because they were saved for something better. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting to it. <laughs> And, uh, okay, are you ready for this one? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, On the women's side, we have Session Marth Martina. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, I, 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 I've never heard of it. Again, uh, I watch wrestling, more than half of you so out there. So that's two people in this match we don't know who the fuck they are? <laughs> I know. Th- then uh, uh, Scarlett Berdor. Oh, man. Notice, notice, I can't speak right because I ain't gonna lie, dude. That woman is sexy as fuck. Yes, <laughs> like her is. gimmick fits her well. Yes, very, very well. Her attire. No denying that. Her her attire is beautiful. Like, damn, like just in that all black, like looking like a dominatrix, mm-hmm. man. That's just what were we talking about? Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> apparently, but, we're gonna have a penis party but, here. Apparently okay Not not happening all right but Uh, anyway i'm gonna move on because what i'm about to say is i never thought i would say in the history of anything (laughs) but then we have the girl that broke the internet not once but twice apparently and uh yeah remember when i said where did those dick guys go that were wearing the dick suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, they went to go make a costume change and what proceeded to walk down the ring was a line of ladies I'm sorry uh, bloody tampons. <laughs> I wish had Jeffrey Taylor right here to talk about that. I wish. I didn't ask him about that. I ain't seen it. I I ain't seen the I highlights. See him of it. trying to do a live feed. But, Jeffrey uh, but, show that cutting the feed. Cutting the feed <laughs> cut the feed. Cut the feed. But that's what walked down the ring was Z Smith.
1: Oh my God.
0: Was these guys dressed?
1: And white and had blood on the I'm top. just kind of curious because I know those are <laughs> right, up-and-coming wrestling talents who want to try to just get their foot in the door somewhere. Like, How the fuck do you approach this? Okay, you want to be in the wrestling business? That's great. Here, put this dick costume on. All right, and then like later on in
0: the show, you're wearing a bloody tampon costume. <laughs> this is definitely going to get you in WWE. Vince McMahon will definitely look at you with that. I can see Vince. He's a bloody tampon. If I want won, him. If he goes to WWE, they'll do worse. They'll make you a rosebud. They'll <laughs> 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 make you a No Way Jose Congolai member. <laughs> oh fuck. Either that or you'll be a security guard. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. So that's what happened. You can hear him already coming from <laughs> Priscilla <laughs> Kelly oh, coming. Oh, no, no, I'm just joking. Jesus. But no, for real. That's what came down to the ring, and so and then she comes up, and I, well, I ain't gonna lie, she's pretty attractive. <laughs> but it's interesting because every time I think about her, you know, and I know that she ain't gonna remember this, but when I went up to WWE four, you remember I went up there for this like week yes. uh, training thing that I went to. Well, she was up there as well, and she was in the Wednesday class. And she was like in kind of the beginner class of where I was and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that I ever like locked up with a female like in the ring like that. So and like we had to do like the same spot like we had to do the headlock takeover and everything like that. That was that was weird because I'm just like I would never do this to a woman and like you know and like and like she was like she was like (laughs) like she was like she was like she like are you the heel and I was just like. I think. And she's like, she's like, pull my hair or something. And I was like, (laughs) so I did. And she was like, ow. Okay, good. <laughs> so like yeah, it was it was fun though. But, but every time I see her, everyone will think of, you know, this now with her and shit like that. But that's what I that's how I think. Yeah, of you her. think of her in the WWE four format when you are in the ring with her. Everybody else is like, this is the bitch that shoved the tampon in someone's
1: mouth and all that. Which again, okay, I wanna make trunks.
0: I wanna make this point okay clear. Everyone gets on to you know like Joey Ryan, mm-hmm. for example i believe in like my thing is is everyone gets on to them for like doing these moves and shit like that that's not who i would question after i after they came through the curtain i'd be like first of all what the fuck were you trying to do second of all you who's sitting there taking it why are you taking because here's my thing if i'm sitting there and i just like let's just say Let's just say she didn't tell her about that spot. If I'm the bitch sitting there, and she tried to do that, and I'm like, I'm like, oh hell no! I would just walk mm-hmm. up. And that was when like I would punch her in the face and be like, no, that would be like you're not, not going doing that shit. With Santina Morella. Yeah, like that's that's just not going yeah. to happen. But yeah, yeah. I, that's what I don't I, get is just like, like, why so, do you want to take? Yeah, like, why would you take that? Like I, I can understand after the fact. Of up in the ante, why she puked in uh, some dude's trunks? It was Joey Ryan. She puked in his trunks, wasn't it? Well, that even I questioned him. I'm like, why the fuck would you want like another girl to throw up on you maybe like that? He's into that sort of thing. Or maybe he's just like this. is Well, I'm get- sure he
1: is looking at the goddamn show that was <laughs> produced. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there thinking the conversation. I, 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 had I with can't this go chick. over. By the if way, I
0: can't go over any fucking thing that happened in this matchup, no. other than one fucking spot. <laughs> I just, I just went, why? <laughs> when It was when they were all in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey Ryan was on all fours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Save it, because it's going to come out even oh, further. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, then Val Venus got on all fours. And got behind him. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Taxi Eddie got behind him. That's all I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna phrase it. <laughs> and then uh, Priscilla Kelly got behind him. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Marsh. What was that girl's name again? Hey, God knows. Martha. We we'll just call her yeah, Martha. Yeah, Martha. She got behind Priscilla, and then Scarlett <laughs> Brodor got behind them, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, they formed the uh, Wrestling Human Centipede.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I have a picture of that on here. Or Somewhere. Centipede,
0: however you want to phrase that. I, I do not care. it. Oh, my it? God. Oh, my God.
1: That's fucking
0: ridiculous. Oh, Jesus. I just, I, I just looked I at it look and went, what? How the fuck do you even look at that? That's the thing. It's how like, do you pay for that? <laughs> how, do you, how do you pay for... How do you pay to go to see that shit? But, see... You know, it's we're sitting here laughing brilliant. at it. We're <laughs> sitting here laughing at, it, which is the point. Let's yeah. let's be honest. It's the point. It's- that, this wrestling, you know, promotion that he, does, you know, bar wrestling or or just whatever you know he does, it is not meant to be a five star family a friendly yeah. classic event. It is made strictly for adults. It's wrestling to watch. When you're drunk as fuck, yeah, exactly. When you're fucked up. There's nothing wrong with that, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like, there's a itch like, market for it. Like, here's well, clearly that there is. There has been for people think that it that wrestling is, which obviously the WWE thinks this. This is very clear. It has been the only time that they thought that it wasn't was in the Attitude Era, obviously. But for the most part, WWE always thinks that you have to cater just to the families, just to the things, because they're the ones buying the most tickets. They're the ones that are paying them. I'm going, no. If you look at that fucking WrestleMania crowd, half of that shit is fucking, it, it looks like a, an Avengers Endgame movie, like, Jesus. The fucking thing. That The series, like like, that type of crowd. That's what type of crowd it is. Not comic book fans or anything, but, you know, like, in those right. age groups. If you go to those comic book, conventions there's not a lot of kids walking around no so because so there clearly is there there is a market are sponsors and advertisers going to jump on that shit no you're not going to you're not going to get sponsors or com. anything well, okay. I mean, you know. I mean, I spot Toastance. <laughs> actually, no, wait a minute. Weren't they featured on Pornhub one time? Yeah, like they Joey were. Ryan was. Yeah. He's been on Pornhub. He has. I'm asking a serious question. He has. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure you could pull it up on Pornhub or some shit like that. But whatever, I get what it is. And, again, there was actually... Uh, some good wrestling matches. Again, Pac was involved, and, and of course, if Pac's gonna be involved in it, you know it's gonna be. Involved. Tommy Dreamer was there. Tommy Dreamer. Well, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Let's be That's honest. Questionable, yes. Let's be honest now. Come on, have you seen shit in the House of Hardcore? Oh uh, yeah, truth. Like or, or his famous ECW. Who, Screw that! I'll take them both. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take them both. I'm hardcore. Okay. <laughs> what anyway, the fuck did you just? <laughs> I don't know, but, but like, fuck you. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Now, okay, let's move on though. You know, uh, to yeah. what I really wanted to talk about, which was SuperCard, the G One SuperCard, live from Madison Square Garden, a sold out Madison Square Garden. Yes. In the heart of New York City, a non WWE event would, took place. In Madison Square Garden. Um, For the most part, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I I loved it. But here's where I had problems. I know everyone is talking about that Enzo and Cass thing. I thought that was stupid. That was, was the dumbest shit I've seen. I thought that was stupid, and and, and I got to call ROH out on that. Yeah, I was it like, was, I was pointless. Like, I was like, that was stupid. It was pointless. And it's already backfired because they're not even a part of the roster still. Like, like They were like, okay, bye. This is good. Yeah. So, Nobody gave a shit. Yeah, so. we don't care. But the other parts that I had problems with was you know me, Chris, what I've what I've always supported about ROH was I've supported them with the fact of I love the fact that they have never changed their identity. Right. That they have gotten to where they have gotten by being pure wrestling, yes, do they have over the top storylines and over the top characters? Well, every wrestler, even NWA had that. They had Wahoo McDaniel and yeah. shit like that, yeah, like right? Chief Wahoo McDaniel, the Rogue Warriors who never sold, yeah, and everything like that. So and not sold tickets cuz obviously they sold tickets, tickets they just I'm never talking sold a yeah, movie. yeah they never sold moot. they were like one of the first tag teams to like never sell a damn thing anyone did and everything like that so you can't say that you know like well they've always known pure wrestling but ROH for the most part has kept their identity they've never been too extreme they've never been this they've all, it's they've always made it clear that hey you're going to see wrestling. Right. That's what you are going to see. And if you don't like that, then you shouldn't watch this. Yeah. But with this event, I really felt like they lost their identity in some ways. Not right. not not lost it completely or anything like that. Like I'm not saying that like oh their identities you know destroyed or anything like that, but I'm saying like I didn't think that we got the ROH that I thought we should have got. Right. On their side of the card. Now New Japan was a straight New Japan. I mean, yeah. you had the fucking Rainmaker. Their maker. shit's always over the top, New Japan. Well, is. that's they, what it's supposed to be. Well, they're over the top, but they you know, they still kept to their, yeah. you know, stuff and everything like that. But I really felt like our because okay, I did not think that the main event of this should have been a triple threat ladder matchup. No, I agree with that. I felt like it should have been a one-on-one matchup for the ROH World Championship, and it should have been Jay Lethal versus Matt Taven. I love Marty Scroll. Everyone loves Marty Scroll, but Taven and Lethal, that was where that money was yeah, in that feud. That should have been the money maker right there, and it shouldn't have been what it was. It should have been a, a, a one-on-one match. It should have been straight mono a mono, no specialty, no none of that shit. It should have been just that, and that's not what we got. What we got was entertaining. Don't get me I, wrong. Th- yeah, I I thought it was a good matchup, and I thought, and even the way that it ended, I thought was right. was, was brilliant. You know, hit him with the belt and he falls down. You know, that that was great. And J- lethal took that like a champ, man. Mm-hmm. Like so. I like the way that it ended, but I'm saying I just would never have booked it that way. Right. I would have I would have done the time limit draw that they did at the seventeenth anniversary, but then I would have I would have had it to where Taven and Lethal have a rematch and it's two out of three falls. Right. It should have that should have been it. Two it or three two out of three falls or just hell, you know. It, it shouldn't have been a sport. gimmick match because that exactly it almost takes away from what Ring of Honor is. And That's, exactly what I wrestling. That's exactly and, and what I thought. And you throw it
1: in a ladder match, which is made popular with WWE to start with, yes. where it
0: originated.
1: Yes. So all of a sudden you're jumping to the WWE style of match, which doesn't need to happen. You don't need the gimmick. Your gimmick is the fucking world title. Yeah. That's what people
0: real. are there for. They want exactly. to see a person go for the title. Exactly. And, and granted, you did that, but and like I said, it was entertaining. You and I, said the end was great. And I felt like if I felt like with that, if that had been the main event, they would have closed out the show with ROH. But instead, it wasn't a one-on-one matchup, and they need and so they went with New Japan. I felt like, yeah, I don't now. I could be completely wrong, but that's the way I felt. Um. One of the best psychology matches, though, that I felt was on the card was Zack Sabre Jr.'s match. Yeah. Because he completely dominated it. Like, it was it was where he actually showed, like, where his style of wrestling comes into right. play. And Zack Sabre Jr., while, yeah, he's very, you know, like, he would never, you would never believe he could fucking win against Batista or someone like that. But the way that he manipulates the joints and everything like that or or, you know does all that like that's what makes him like so believable and shit like that i definitely thought that one obviously i think the match of the year so far will go to fucking uh naito and kota because good god almighty they, were, they just killed each they other. They were every fucking weird. <laughs> they just killed each other, but that matchup was so fucking good. It, was, yep. it wasn't it was even funny and everything and, like that. Yeah, but we were talking about, uh, before we even got on the program, we were talking about the Women of Honor match. and um, Yeah, um, well, the matchup I thought was, you know, it was okay. It was, um, I mean, it's a women's match. It's a decent match. Yeah, especially with, especially with women who are not that well experienced. Right. Um, I'll say this though, it should have been illegal what Kelly Klein was wearing. <laughs> yeah, she was uh looking fine. Dude, she has some curve on her, like like, you know, she's not that like, you know, uh I guess Your diva figure yeah. or something like that. But damn man, like she just cute and just yep. and, and that outfit that she was wearing oh my God. Anyway And she ended up winning the uh women of honors championship. Yes, she did, and that was cool. And then the, all of the eyes were drawn to the uh, entrance way. Yeah, the entrance way. As mine were. I'm sure. I'm sure yours were. Yeah. You fucking. Hey. Anyways, but and two figures that we have seen, and I couldn't figure out whether or not I was watching ROH or I was watching TNA Impact. Yeah, this is where it threw me off a bit too. But Angelina Love. And Velvet Sky come down and they join with Mandy Rose and they now create this faction, I guess, called the Allure uh, because the beautiful people were already taken. (laughs) um, So they come down and they do that. Now, here's where it can work and where it might not work. It might not work because we've already seen this technically from yeah. impact and everything like that. The it could work though, is we haven't seen that in ROH where the women of honor, that's what a lot of people say. They're like, they're like, we want to get behind the women of honor and stuff like that. And you want to get behind women's wrestling. The problem is, is that ROH is now trying to catch up with the women uh, in their division. Yeah, they really are. And they don't have anybody. So they so they can't make those awesome storylines or anything like that with women and all that stuff. So they they I think with this type of story, it could help them in elevating the division. Yeah, might get a little bit eyeballs on it. Yeah, might get people interested in it. You got my eyeballs on it. Well, I'm sure probably <laughs> not in the way though that hey, they will. it's want. Velvet Sky. I don't give a shit. Although, granted, Velvet Sky is a phenomenal worker. Her time in I was Impact about Wrestling, to say, she's fucking on. awesome. Well, then, if she, she's a great piece of the, eye candy too, dude. Here's, well, of course. Here's my thing, though. <laughs> I I read this thing of like the ten worst like champions in Impact history, or something. No, or not ten. I don't know. However many. But yeah. It was like something worst champions. She was on that fucking list, and I went, uh, House so? Up. Yeah, because I mean, granted, when she started in Impact or TNA, she was still green as shit. And but that's her, why yeah. uh, that's why Angelina Love was the one that did all the matches. Yeah, and, and then after, after a while
1: when they split, she just came into her own. She was doing a lot more
0: time in the ring, and she was a badass. And it was fun watching her wrestle. And you know, and then she turned into Sting somehow. Yeah, she turned into Sting, and then she disappeared. and... Married Bully Ray. Yeah, something (laughs) like that. Well... How the fuck, Bully? I don't know. But, yeah, so the allure has come to ROH and everything like that. So, nah, it could work, and it might not work. We'll have to keep our eyes on it. We'll we'll see what they do with it uh, and everything like that. And just, you know, one more, I guess, final thought on the whole uh, WrestleMania uh, weekend and everything like that. Uh, I, I can't go over every single event because, quite honestly, I didn't have time to watch every single event yeah. that there was uh, on there uh, and everything like that. We are going to cover NXT and uh, WrestleMania uh, when we cover WWE here in just a little bit. Uh, But just as a final thought on all of that, we could just congratulations to every single uh, man and woman that busted your ass out there and that showed your that was able to go out there, show your craft and just show that you're a worker. Uh, Remember one thing, guys, uh, all of this success that wrestling is having and everything, it does not happen without each and every one of you. Now, fuck the promoters and all that shit. They can have all the promoters that they want to down there and all that. It happens with you. It happens with the people in the ring. It happens. You are the guys and girls that make this all possible for wrestling right now to be where it's at. Not the promoters, not anybody like that. It is you. The workers, so. and then on top of that, it is also the fans who are behind the workers yes. who make it. Don't well, ever forget I, I that. I was gonna say that, but I was gonna say though. First, you gotta have the. You workers. You gotta have the workers. So without the workers being entertaining, there would be no fans to come and watch them. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. So it, it it all starts there, uh, and everything like that. And you saw a great example of that uh, this past week, or not this past weekend, but. The WrestleMania weekend, you yes. saw that with everything that was going on in New York. And I can't wait to see what brings in Tampa, Florida next year. Yes. And will I be there? You never know. But, yes, let's move on. Let's uh, we'll, we'll cover NXT TakeOver just a little bit and WrestleMania in just a little bit like that. But I want to talk about something that ROH followed it up with. Uh, yes, Ring of Honor followed it up. Uh, with a somewhat, I wouldn't say a pay-per-view, but if you're an Honor Club member, you got it for free. It was streaming, as their slogan is, more than a network. Hmm, I wonder what that's taking a shot of. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, it was called Masters of the Craft. And, of course, this happened on Masters Week, so why not? Let's call it Masters of the Craft. And that is what ROH prides itself on, is being masters of the ring, being masters of their craft and everything. And that's why I felt like in just some instances, Chris, that that was where ROH, you know, kind of went a little bit wrong. Yeah, I mean, just in general, looking at, you know, what we saw at G1 Supercard, they should have kept with the style that they had and and – I don't understand you know, like we were talking about why they wanted to add the gimmick match or why they had to do you know, certain things that they did that were almost WWE esque or even like TNA style of or wrestling ECW.
1: or ECW. It ring of honor has always been about just
0: that honor, wrestling, the code of yeah. honor. Yeah, and that's what made it special. That's what made it what it was. We don't, we didn't need all that bullshit.
1: We didn't need all the gimmicky shit. We we got what we came to see: two guys or two girls going at it head to head for a championship to
0: be the best of the best. Yeah, and I don't really like triple threat matches. A no, lot like, of the I think time. they suck nuts. Like I just, I, I don't know. To me, that's just not. I like them sometimes if it just goes so well with the story and everything mm-hmm. like that. But, I don't know, to me, it just this one just felt thrown together. Yeah, um, it just, but, you know, I guess that's just the way that they wanted it uh, worked out. Or maybe they had to do it that way, I don't know. But Or maybe they booked it the last fucking minute. Maybe I, you know, I, like I said, I don't know, you know, we'll never know the answer to that, but, uh, it is what it is. And I mean, the event was still good because a lot of people still liked it. So, you know, I guess that's all you can ask for at the the end of the day, but I just really felt like I would have wanted to see a one-on-one ROH world title matchup after everything that that title has been through to get to where it is today. And everything like that. I just really felt like that was what we should have gotten. But right. uh, we have Masters of the Craft. This was kind of... I wouldn't say it was a follow-up pay-per-view. But ROH has this thing where it's like, look, we film all of our live events. We film uh, all of this stuff because we want everyone to you know, right. go there thinking that you don't know what you're going to see there. And that's what my biggest problem is with like house shows. For WWE, it's like... I just saw this on fucking SmackDown. Or uh, this is what I'm gonna see next week on Monday Night Raw. It's basically what a house show is, with the exception there are little tidbits of things that happen that don't happen on a regular like Monday Night Raw. Yeah, but if it does happen, it was a very last minute decision and shit like that. And it's like, I, I mean, okay, but that might have happened in the and it always happens in these big super shows and shit yeah. like that. Never at like one of the big like like never at I've never been to an Augusta event. The only time, the only time I will say that we ever got something before everyone else did was when uh, Angle and Bob are, are crash not crash hardcore, hardcore Holly, Holly were, had that little feud and everything like that. Yeah, and he Angle was doing the whole bald thing at the right. time, mm-hmm. and he yanked his you know uh, thing, thing off, off. and. We had not seen that on TV. Like like even my dad was like was very surprised that we saw that. So, you know, so I will say okay, yeah, you might get that, but seriously, what yeah. the hell what have, what have we gotten those w- WWE and their live events have always changed through the years. I mean, I remember <clears throat> one of the last ones I went to was um when they had the Invasion the invasion was going on. Oh yeah, and, I went to that one. And you know they had they had the Kurt Angle run in because Kurt Angle wasn't even mentioned
1: mm-hmm. at the show,
0: and he he ran in. And then they had. Is that why he got a massive pop? pop? Like yes. he got the biggest one. He of got the, the night. biggest pop. And then of course there was other run ins as well throughout the evening, and, and it was something special. It meant something. Uh, or my first one I ever went to was The Rock was live in person at, you know, this uh, uh, James Brown Arena. It was a civic center. Well, that was when they were firing on all cylinders. Yeah, so they even were Even after going. the purchase of, Yeah, you know, and, but the thing is, is that now it's just. And you know, we didn't have the, and we didn't have the invasion pay-per-view yet. No, we didn't. That was just when they were allowing WCW yeah. matches and right. stuff but like that. Right, but this was the last, the very last WWE live event ever to, and I'll never go to another one again as long as I live. I I mean, I probably want my niece and nephew to go see one live and never see one live, but I personally don't give a shit about it because it's just practice for the wrestlers. Yeah, That's it what is. it is. I want you to be perfect on television, so you're going to do this match in every single fucking town until we film. And that's what it is. And even after the fact, you're going to do this. Yeah, but to me, I just don't see why they're still doing this. Because it's like, I clearly not many people are coming to these. No, nobody gives. And it. you're using up the wrestlers. Yeah. So it's pointless. But Ring of Honor, the way they do it. And, and even you know with some of the other uh, wrestling promotions. Well, Ring of Honor does it best. They film everything, and you get to see it. And it's different. And it's... They even filmed everything like back in the day when they had nothing. Yeah, it's because they built their library up. It was smart. Mm-hmm. And, and it gives you that feeling of you've got to see a Ring of Honor show live because you don't know what's going to happen. Well, here was the thing with the TV taping, right? i I didn't even know what to expect with that TV taping in Atlanta because I thought – because well, A couple of things. I thought, well, for one thing, we're not going to see any Young Bucks. We're not going to see any Cody or anything like that. So, you know, we're, wow, who the hell am I going to see and everything like that? Who's going to be that really captivating? Who's going to be interesting and everything like that? And I thought that we were kind of in for a boring show. Because I didn't know how it worked. I'd -hmm. I'd never been to uh, an ROH TV taping, that's for sure. I'd never been to an NXT taping or anything. I've never been to a TV taping like that. So I didn't know how it worked. So when I saw how ROH did it and the way that they did it, I was like, it was interesting because it felt like one big show, Mm -hmm. but it was a TV taping. You know, like, they taped, like, four episodes, basically, but we didn't even realize it. Right. So, that that's really interesting to me, like, how they do things uh, and everything like that. But yep. I, And, and I, my thing is, with WWE, you have a network. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you doing events that you're not filming? Why are you putting in production that you're not doing? Like, and why are you asking... To me, they need to give the wrestlers a break, but that's something uh, to go over in uh, later. Mm-hmm. But back to Masters of the Craft. This was their follow-up pay-per-view uh, or their follow-up event yeah. from the G1 Supercard. It's not going to be on TV. This was strictly for Honor Club, but which is good because it makes you want to uh, get Purchasing Honor, Honor Club. Club yeah. And uh, some major things happen uh, at this one, uh, but we're going to go over. The thirty minute Iron Man tag team matchup to determine the number one contenders to face the Gorillas of Destiny. God. That's right. And yeah <laughs> what a name. Well, hey, they're they over aren't. like they're over like fucking crazy. <laughs> they're over like Ricky Morton doing a Canadian destroyer. It, it, <laughs> that is how we're going to look at it From here on in If you're more over than Ricky Morton doing a Canadian Destroyer You're fucking over Okay, It's no longer the Stone Cold Pop <laughs> No it's not the Stone Cold Pop It's, the, it's the, can- the Ricky Morton doing a Canadian Destroyer Pop That's how that shit goes At if- least it's not the human centipede <laughs> uh, reaction. Or- Oh my god Anyways yeah Let- Let's move on but Yes, it's a 30-minute Iron Man matchup. It's a tag team matchup. This is what Ring of Honor is about right here. There was nothing but pure wrestling in this fucking matchup. There is, though. There was a move that Jay Lethal and uh, Gresham do, right? It's where they (laughs) kind of like flip together, Mm -hmm. and it turns into like an RKO from Gresham because everybody does fucking RKO. RKO. Yeah. Okay, before we go any further...
1: Why does everyone do it?
0: it's so easy to do. Like, okay, Jake Christ, right? And then his name from OVW, or is it I, Jake Chris? I think it's Jake Chris. I'm uh, not Chris? really sure. I thought it was Christ, to Who be cares? Okay, well, whatever. From, o, uh, from OVW. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Sammy Callahan's faction, right? Yeah. Perch. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, (laughs) that guy, yeah, they showed these clips on impact, right. Of him doing the, and actually I don't even think it was a a impact thing. I think it was just a YouTube thing that someone did it showed him doing all of the damn cutters that he does. Yeah. And the one where he like jumps up and grabs a guy I'm going, I've seen 10 different people do it the same exact way what is so special about it. I just Nothing. I don't get it. I like I hate it. I do yeah, I mean hate I mean even enough. I even got accused of doing the RKO when I was wrestling. I'm like, motherfuckers, I modified my shit. Mine was a modified Son stunner. Son of a <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs>
1: But mine was a modified stunner. I, I I made the intention to uh to hook the arm as I dropped because it was like no
0: protection for them. They were caught, almost like a, you know, like they got caught by the fucking, uh, like cat or something. They had no way to fight. But I got accused of doing an RKO, and I'm
1: like, motherfucker, it's not an RKO. Yeah, he almost <laughs> came out. You hear him almost come out, and I'm holding him back because it's not time for him yet. Shut the fuck up. You're not
0: coming out right uh, now. Okay, well and then, then the I'll help you. Move shut
1: up. the fuck up, Chris Dickens. Damn it.
0: Closed no, him no, up. No, no. He's not coming out. Okay. He's okay. staying in. Well, then in. hang on here. He's let me. Well, then let me let me you know take over. Then let's take over. That, that, that happens because he might come out. Yeah. Because uh, they have this move where they do that right, and guess what? It's called it's called the cornet driver or something, or, or the cornet cutter or something like that. And I was just like, that's oh, not bringing him out. But because it's actually traditional wrestling, and he likes that sort of shit, so... Well, no, he doesn't like this. It's, 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 he? I think he said something about the move on his podcast, and that's why they call it the cornet thing or something uh, like that. I don't know. Too flashy but, for him, probably. I don't know. Well, it is, a, it is kind of illogical. Like, it's basically, like, it's like they're rolling, like, he grabs his, and they roll, and then, like, he, like, launches... Gresham. Gresham into like the cutter and then he catches him and everything. It can look really cool when done really well. And a lot of dude, you talk about psychology in a matchup. I thought that this match had it, man. Yeah. Like, this match had it. Like Mark Hoskins and uh, Tracy Williams. Yeah, Tra- yeah. Tracy Williams. Tracy, I give him so much shit because he looks like fucking uh, Devitt's. Old, younger brother, rather. Like <laughs> I'm serious. Like he looks like Finn Balor's younger brother. Like if they wanted to do a brother story, they could just hire Tracy Tracy Williams, and like... he would pass Finn Balor and Fan Balor. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> it's Finn and he, Fan. He wrestles that fucking Dean Malenko, you know, style yeah, where it's very serious. It, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like Kyle O'Reilly does. Yeah, in, in a way, and everything like that. But he teamed with Mark Hoskins, and they're representing Lifeblood. Uh, that's that faction that was created when I was yeah, in you Atlanta. You went up to Atlanta, yeah, for that tv taping. But I thought that, the, that Jay Lethal was a part of that Lifeblood angle. No, he is not. No, he, he is he's not. not. No. He, he respects what they're doing because they're representing everything that he wants to represent about ROH, which right. is the shaking hands, doing the things the Following the code of honor. Co- yeah, following the code of honor. Uh, so you have that faction, but Jay Lethal's not a part of it. Jay's just his own thing. Okay. And it neither is. is Gresham. Yeah. But okay. there are talks of making either Gresham or uh, Flip Gordon part of Lifeblood, which Flip Gordon would be good for Lifeblood, uh, and, and they might as well because they came to his aid and shit like that at uh, G1 Supercard and everything like that. But dude, this matchup though, this should be uh, nominated already for Tag Team Match of the Year in my opinion. This matchup was fucking tremendous. Yeah, it was what tag team wrestling should be. And they did a phenomenal job with showcasing what Ring of Honor is supposed to be! And it's a 30 minute Iron Man matchup, so the most falls and everything like that. And the way that they did it, man, um, Tracy Williams had him on the edge and everything like that, then he got caught and everything like that, and then they tied it up, and then they went up ahead of Two to one uh, mm-hmm. going into the final minute and everything like that. Oh, man. It was, just, well, yeah, it was, it was fucking awesome. awesome. I loved uh, this match. If, if you don't watch anything else from this event, I'd just say watch this mm-hmm. matchup. This just was amazing. I loved it. This was what I felt like they should have put on at G1 Supercard. Yeah. Obviously, because of time constraints, we weren't going to get, you know, wow. a 30 minute Ironman match. That's fine. But they could have had also, a regular old tag team. Exactly. Match. They could have just had one of these styles of matchups. But it is what it is, you know, um, and we got it here. So it yep. was great. And it's so, great if you're an Honor Club member. I'm telling you, man, I like the Honor Club more than I do the WWE network. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not that much of a fan of WWE right Right. now, I guess, but as you can tell. But, uh, yeah, let's move on, though, to a matchup that wasn't advertised but ended up happening because of uh, Nick Aldis, the NWA champion, was in the house, and he's been on uh, commentary for a little while Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and he was there with Colt Cabana and Ian Riccoboni. By the way, before we go on, what do you think of Ian Riccoboni from what you've heard? Huh? I don't really have too much of an issue with him. Just... He kind of reminds me of uh, Mauro Ronaldo in the fact of he will say some really interesting, yeah. and random shit. Like, speaking, I'm of- not joking. He said this uh, when they were like rolling around in the ring. I'm not joking. Ian Rigoboni and he's forever my hero for saying this. He goes, he goes. Like the great Fred Durst says, they're rolling, rolling all over the ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I could have heard that. That is the greatest scam code of all time. You can on fucking you know, on uh, Honor Club. On Honor Club. And actually, I don't yeah, even know if it was on of, that. It might have been on the new episode of yeah, Ring of and Honor. Ronaldo,
1: I know we're not in the WWE segment yet, but I saw something on K Kayfabe News. And, and if y'all don't know what K Fabe news is, it's fake fucking news. Okay, everybody should know that. If you don't, you're a dumbass. I don't Wait, know. Some people
0: post that shit like they like think it's real. Like it's real. But they had
1: an article Ronald Oman, he was suspended because he gave too many shouts out to family members, always shouting out to his mama. <laughs> I saw that, and I just busted <laughs> out fucking laughing. Because <laughs> every time you see him on fucking internet, Mamma Mia! <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's the greatest fucking article Mama in the mia. history of fucking... Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I just had to share that, because that's just like... I, I remember seeing that, and you brought him up, so I was like, that's fucking great. I remembered seeing that, and it was amazing. I got a laugh out of that one, and apparently yeah. you just did too, and probably everybody else. Somebody's probably done spit like drink out or something listening to this I'm podcast. I'm sure. About that. I'm sure they have, but but, but anyway, back to the. Nick but Ian body though, uh, what do you think of him, though, for real? Like, yeah, I like him. I think he's a really. I think good he's got a good voice. Yeah, he does. I, you know, he does do that though. You know, making corny lines, kind of like Mike but Adam, me? like Mike Lee used to do. Well, Jeff he, Harvey. No, nah, I wouldn't even say that. It's more like like one time he's like like someone jumped up to the outside, gave him a forearm and everything, and he was like, oh, mama said knock you out. <laughs> like, I can't You do can it. only I win just, so many, I okay? I can't do it. I just – I can't do there that. There is a the thing, and I, and, and I know this very well. Like
1: I just made that whole corny thing about – being over like Ricky Morton and doing a
0: Canadian destroyer, okay? You got a kick out of that one, but I'll probably make another fucking corny line later on in the show, and you're like, "Sure, you will." That wasn't fucking funny, Dickens. I'm and sure and you it right. happens—you win some, you lose some. But at least you tried, so that's what matters.
1: Well, I'm not gonna take it. it away from him. That in fact, I probably would doesn't. have said something worse than that. I'll probably um, be like, probably "Oh, yeah. and pop goes the weasel," or something like that. <laughs>
0: Something. It, it would have been something stupid, but at yeah. least he thought about that. Yeah. Anyways, at least it wasn't Jamaica be crazy. And who, who didn't think of that? Oh, who, my who? God. I, I felt like they should have let Mike Adamley come in at WrestleMania just to do the final call. Just to be like, Jamaica
1: be crazy, Kobe. Wouldn't work now. <laughs>
0: you probably be like, no, they rocking my socks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But in all, in all due respect, though, to Mike Adamley, I hope he's doing well. Because last I heard, uh, he's having, you know, um, some brain, I think, uh, problems yeah. and everything like that. So he's having uh, some health problems. Uh, so – I do hope he's doing well and everything. Yeah. And you know, we have those great memories of him. I know people make fun of him and stuff like that, but at least he gave us good memories. And hey, you're still talking about him, so yeah. Well, obviously he didn't do it on accident. Yeah, obviously he was kind of a success story if you think about mm-hmm. it Even in if it was a cer- short time. in certain ways and everything like that. But uh, yeah, going back to Masters of the Craft, though, on commentary though as well was Colt Cabana. Now, they were, Nick Aldis kept bringing up the joke. He was like, Hap, happy anniversary, Ian. And, uh, and Colt Cabana was just like, what, what are y'all married now or something? What, what are you talking about? And he goes, he knew exactly what he was talking about. He was talking about the night that they met in China and um, Nick Aldis Or uh, Cole Cabana challenged Nick Aldis for the NWA title and lost. And so, yeah, that was like a matchup that happened in China. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nick Aldis kept reminding him about that, and he was just like, "You know what? I'm tired of this. Like, I I never actually got my rematch and everything like that." So, you know, uh, how how about a rematch tonight and everything? So Nick Aldis was like, "You know what? You got it." So he walks to the back and everything. So we have an NWA title matchup. Not scheduled, yeah. not advertised, but going to happen. Uh, and these guys uh, get kind of uh screwy finish, I think. Uh, yeah, it was a DQ finish. Yeah, it was Marty Scroll. Marty Skrull came down because they've got the Crockett Cup, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes mm-hmm. here. But Marty Skrull came down to the ring to fuck with Nick Aldis and yeah. try to steal the belt like he did, you know, the ROH title yeah. and shit like that. And, yeah, Cabana got pissed and they started brawling. And so the referee disqualified it. And disqualified like, Aldis. Yeah. So, and then Aldis uh, nailed it with the fucking uh, umbrella. Yes, he did. He did. He nailed the shit out of him, too, with yep. that thing. Fucked like, him up. Crazy. And then, of course, he had that... God, that woman, Camille. Like, mm. I mean, she is something else. I don't know what she can do, if anything, but that's, that's an interesting relationship there. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, interesting. But that matchup was, was pretty good, I thought, Uh you know, and Cabana still shows that he's very entertaining still mm-hmm. as, a, as a wrestler. Yeah, it's it's so. good to see the NWA World Heavyweight Championship actually being treated as prestigious as it should be instead of being treated like a fucking joke like it was years ago. Right. But, hey. Well, not with TNA. With TNA it was good, but then when Christian Cage got it, he's just like, I ain't fucking doing the rules, and then it, that's when it went into obscurity. Yeah. I, I'm glad to see, you know, that Billy Corgan is actually doing a great job. As, you know, the guy who runs NWA and making this title as prestigious as it once was back in the late and early 80s. Yes. You know, so. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, I, I I thought it was still a pretty good matchup uh, and everything like that. It was just, it was a nice little surprise, I guess, for everyone. Right. But let's get on to the main event. The main event was for the ROH 6 uh person tag team championships mm-hmm. yeah they have a six-man tag team champions just like they do in lucha underground or didn't yeah lucha underground. it didn't <laughs> yeah uh we don't know what the like the nwa is, used though. to have back in the day okay so do you think this is a good idea well considering the fact that when awf was running back in 2008 in 2009, we did have a uh, six man tag team championship. It ran for a little bit. You gotta have the people in order to do this. And yes. it's not
1: tag team, it's faction. Yes. You gotta have the factions to do this. So if you've got the factions, Makes perfect sense.
0: Well, they've had a lot of factions, obviously in ROH and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of these teams, though, are thrown together. Like, like they're not all factions. Yeah, but this matchup was this matchup up was this was faction warfare. This mm-hmm. and it was great. This was Villain Enterprises, the Villain Marty Scroll, uh, Brody King, and then of course one of my favorites right now, fucking PCO. Who, by the way. Triple H can say that he has the best entrance and shit at Mania, okay, whatever. No, the one that fucking won the entrance of the weekend was PC fucking O. Did you see his entrance at the G1 Supercard? Man, I didn't get to see the entrance. I think I might have taken a bathroom break at that moment. But go ahead and like enlighten us on the entrance. Oh, dude. Okay, so he walks out, right, and there's an electric chair. Mm-hmm. You know, and he sits in it and he straps himself up to it. Now, so the original origins of PCO, the character. By the way, this is not ROH. This is just PCO himself that came up with this. Mm-hmm. Was that he was revised by Destro. Yeah, Destro. Hmm. So he was revived by him. And so Destro came out... And he strapped himself up to the thing and he just electrocuted him and shit like that. And he was like, yeah, you know, and he, you know, got up from the chair and shit like that. And I just was like, that was so awesome. Yeah. No, it was just really, like you could see the veins popping out, though, too, in his like neck. It was, that's, that's commitment right there. It's probably. Yeah, oh, that's oh, dude, definitely. Pierre Carl Olette is completely. Dedicated to this gimmick Of PCO Like you can't get him out of it right now They say like he mm. is def- he is Fucking PCO right now Like yeah that thing has changed his life Which is a good thing Well I, and look at how old he is I yeah. mean he's like a 57 year old man He's almost 60 And he's fucking and, and he got slammed out of the ring Like he got power bombed From the from the inside to the outside of the ring no table no nothing just landing on pads and he still got up and shit like that like he Uh-oh. motherfucker is committed to this shit. yeah <laughs> and yeah so but pco uh with villain enterprises against the kingdom matt taven i'm matt taven And his two other people. Too committed to that one. His two other people, uh, Vinny Marcellia and TKO Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who they – obviously, they're up-and-comers and and stuff like that, but they've got a good thing going with this kingdom thing uh, that they're doing. Yep. Um, And Marty Scroll gets on the mic and says, hey – I don't think these people want to see just a regular six-man tag with what we've been going through. They want to see a Columbus street fight. And, and I'm kind of course, like, well, I actually wanted to see that myself. So I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm cool. With go ahead. That as well. And, uh, yeah, so they fucking – they do uh, they do that, and this matchup was just insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was so cool. It was so much fun. I loved it, and I've I've loved the story between them. You know who's the better faction and everything like that. Uh, but the ending is what everyone was talking about because PCO hits the moonsault on I'm Taven and pins yeah, the Taven, ROH wow. World cha- the ROH World Champion. So PCO is now in line the roh world champion wow that's crazy yeah he's gonna challenge him next i forget what event it's gonna be go to uh, roh.com if you want to find out more or roh Uh that's what it used to be is roh.com but roh wrestling.com to find out all the info and stuff like that and to watch master of the craft Mm because it was great and there's another matchup that I wanted to go over and I saved it for last because this matchup just had my jaw dropped to the fucking floor which was a fatal four-way matchup between okay, are y'all just are y'all ready for this? I don't think you're ready. I don't think they're this. ready. I don't think. Flip Gordon, mhm. PJ Black, yep. the Darewolf, mm mm-hmm. mhm. And are you ready for it? Caristico, and yes, that is the original Sin Mr. Botch himself. Yeah, except yeah, except in this <laughs> match, he doesn't were botch no- because he's in his own element. Yeah, in WWE they didn't do a good job of explaining we that to him knew. or something, or maybe just you didn't do a good job at your job at yourself. I guess, I guess, I don't know, man. Vince, you have such great ass. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? No, I'm not, because it sounds like every fucking stooge and looting that Vince has backstage. So then it's obviously John Laurinaitis. So. Oh, God. <laughs> so That
1: was...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus, I can picture him
1: saying that.
0: It's Vince, like... your arms are just so madly. <laughs> Please put me on total bonus. <laughs> he already is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if we can regather <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> I
1: can't get that voice out of my head. <laughs> oh you
0: the greatest God. Greatest match ever, Vince. I love what you're doing with your penises. Oh God, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. I'm in, mean, Pecs, Pecs, Pecs. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, So this Fatal 4-Way matchup, though, right? Oh, my God, Chris. This matchup was just insane. But there was this one particular spot that I saw where there was, like, this, like... I don't know if it's necessarily a balcony area, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like, you know, you've been to American Legion, right? I have. All right, you see how they have, like, I guess where, like, the lunch tables are Uh up the top right there? Kind of like that only like, bigger and everything Yeah, it's a step-up area. It's it's an upper area. Yeah, Yeah, so that's where the ring was. So there were no, like, seats there and everything like that. So three of them, Bandito, Carisico, and and, uh, PJ Black, they all, like, act like they're jumping up on the bar and shit like that, but they never, you know, do anything off of it. And then so they're all standing there. And from the fucking ring, Chris, right? So here's the ring, and here's, like, that little area and shit of the outside of the ring, and then here are the fans, Flip fucking Gordon who just had fucking knee surgery sh- springboards up on that shit and does a front flip up to up that thing into the audience, fucking perfect. Doesn't even come close to hitting his fucking head on the thing, and my jaw dropped to the fucking floor. Like I jumped up and was just like, oh Like it was the same reaction I had. When Bandito at the G1 Supercard took uh, both of his guys, right, and he did that fucking flip suplex that he does but with two guys and, Damn. and like, did that shit, and I, I lost my shit. Same thing here, man. This was just insane. Yeah, it just I don't even think insane describes it. They haven't come up with a name yet to describe the amount of craziness and over-the-top shit that we saw in this matchup to describe what we saw in this matchup. Was in, it was crazy, and they keep teasing a dream matchup that everyone is very much looking forward to, and it will happen at War of the Worlds, they announced it. Bandito will take on Flip Gordon. Which is going to be amazing. Well, there is – yeah, that is going to be amazing because you're just going to see athletic moves and that that you're just like, mm-hmm. what? I didn't know a human being could do it. It's what I look at when I see Ricochet and Will Osprey. Like, those two guys, I legit think that they're not human. There's something in their genes that just does not make them human because a normal human being cannot do those moves that no. they do that don't even have names for them, you know? Like just, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those. Oh my God! What a maneuver! Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yes, yeah. it's, it's perfect for uh, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> it really is because he can be like, no. Generally, fans, I don't know what you call this because there is no name for it yet. There's no name for this move, but I'm just gonna say it's it like, was amazing. It was like when I saw um, Saïd Al Sabah. Yeah. Uh, like for the first time, like I was like, oh my God! Like on commentary, I generally and Treehouse Lee. I generally was, like, sitting there going, I do not know what to call this, fans. Like, I don't know what he just did. But it was insane what he just yeah. did. And that's what this match was. Uh, Just, just incredible. Insanity. But Bandito versus Flip Gordon. That matchup was teased when I was in Atlanta. And they had that ten – or we had that ten-man tag. Yeah. Or eight-man tag, I think. I One or the other. Yeah, it was actually, I think, a 10-man. But, yeah, we had that in Atlanta. And you had that moment where they tagged in Bandito. The crowd was chanting for him and everything like that. So they they were chanting Bandito. He finally gets tagged in. And then everybody went, flip, 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 flip. And then so he got tagged in. And the crowd, like when he got when they got tagged in, they didn't even lock up. The crowd was like, This is awesome. And so the and so like the guys just looked at each other and they all like dropped to the floor and were just like Yeah. <laughs> just just have at it for a little bit here, guys. Yeah. Take the floor, basically. Like they all dropped to the floor. So that's gonna be an insane matchup. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I you know, I'm pretty sure that that matchup could have happened at G1 Supercard. The problem was they didn't know if they were going to have Flip Gordon. Right. So, uh, but it's going to happen, and I can't wait. Um, This, Chris, though, I like, this was a good follow-up, I thought, to the G1 Supercard. Yeah, it actually took what Ring of Honor, you know, is, and it, it, they showcased it. What they should have done at G1 Supercard, for the most part. But this was... I mean, I can understand what they were doing. They were on a bigger platform. They were trying to do things. And just they felt like the they risk. had to conform. They had to conform, but, you know... Maybe people got in their ears. I don't know. You know, I... I again, what they didn't... What they presented wasn't bad. You know, like, like, like we're making it seem like it was bad and everything yeah. like that. But... It wasn't bad. It was still good. it was good, but it wasn't. it's just I felt like when you know you talk about ROH, I just don't think of extreme stuff like that. No, or everything like that. I thought I think wrestling, which is what you should think. Um, but we'll see where it goes. Um, I thought this I thought this event though was awesome. And uh, I recommend it for everyone, wouldn't you? I do. I recommend it for every single person. If you're a wrestling fan, you need to check out Masters of the Craft. It was a tremendous event, I a like lot that. of great wrestling, and it didn't even go over everything. So true. you definitely need to watch it. I didn't. It's, it's I just went over like like the really good. Event. Thing. Yes. If nothing else, you need to go watch that fatal four yeah, way. the Fatal four way match and the twenty and the uh, the, 30 the thirty minute, minute Iron, Iron Man match. Uh, the tag matchup because you how many times do you see a tag matchup that's an Iron Man match? You don't. It's very rare. Yeah. So I mean, th- that was different. And I'm telling you, those two matches were worth the watch. And of course, the six man tag. Uh, that was just fun. You know, that was just fun. Yep. Uh, but let's move on because ROH has another event that's coming up that will actually be happening, uh, as we are recording this. So we'll have to go over it on next week's, uh, podcast, but it is the Crockett Cup. That's right. The Crockett Cup is coming back and it's in where
1: it is in the place where the NWA became the most popular promotion in the 80s, it is in Concord, North Carolina,
0: the home of, woo, the Nature Boy, the greatest NWA champion of all time. God damn, he went, you went in I went one. in, didn't I? I see that. Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, and it Lord. actually
1: takes place, as we're recording right now, the Saturday night,
0: 7 p.m., ha 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 because you're listening to this on Sunday, if you've looked at the uh, ring, too, like, if you've looked at the setup for it, it looks like an old NWA ring, and that's the way it should be. Let's it's, take it back to the old school. It's also got uh, the ROH symbol on it, because ROH is oh, heavily involved Oh, it's got the things. ROH symbol on there, yes, it's got the NWA logo on there, yeah, it's it's going to be great. And I want to go wait for uh, it. Yeah, I can't wait either. And folks, if you want to know what's going down on this card, what to expect if you
1: don't tell have, me
0: what's going on. If
1: you do not have well, the, the
0: the things it's going to be running on right now. You could watch it on traditional pay-per-view. If you do that old store thing, like like what the fuck you're listening to a podcast on the internet. Why the fuck are you ordering pay-per-view? Um <laughs> you can watch it on Honor Club. So we Perhaps know where is going to be watching. it. Well, no. But you could also watch it on the Fight Network in yeah, 1999. And and if you're an Honor Club member, you already get half off on that four fight. Yep, so there you go. But here's... It transfers over somehow. I don't know how fuck it does. Here's work. what we're going to be seeing. Let's run down the card a little bit. I don't ever get to do this, so this is fun for me. Uh, we are going to see, starting off with the Crockett Cup first round, we're going to
1: see the Briscoes. Take Uh, on the Rock and Roll Express. Now, that in
0: itself. (laughs) Are we going to see another Canadian Destroyer? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. We're in traditional NWA. But that is like the past versus the present, so to speak. Okay? Yeah, but, dude, I think the Briscoes, you know, when people talk about the Young Bucks and people talk about, you know, What's another popular tag team out there right now um, uh, besides remember. the Young Bucks? I don't remember too many other popular the the, uh, the Lucha door the Lucha Brothers. Oh, whatever. the Lucha Brothers, of course. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people say those guys are the best tag teams and everything like that. Did I might have to put my vote up for the Briscoes. Look at how long they've been together. Look at how long they've done this, and. They basic like AJ Styles said it best. Like he's like he's like they could actually be some of the best characters in wrestling if people would let them. Yes, they could be because and and for a while their ROH did and they they still do in ways like like the Briscoes have always just been themselves. But dude, like they're just so damn entertaining. Are they not? Like, isn't that isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I mean, they're great. And uh, I love the Briscoes. I really do. Uh, but, you know, I've always been a fan of the Rock and Roll Express. I love the Rock and Roll Express. Well, and, and so, uh, you know yeah. the
1: fucking Rock and Roll Express is going to end up tearing the hell out of the Briscoes. You know why? Because they're old school wrestling. And that's exactly what this is. It's the NWA Crockett Cup. And that's who's going to win the son of a bitch. Well, hey, Jim. Oh, hey, right my ass! Why are you gonna to have to talk about the NWA Crockett Cup without the guy who created the fucking NWA tag team division to begin with?
0: Well, I, if it I, wasn't I, for I was me with the Rock and Roll
1: Express me- and the fucking Midnight Express and falling off the fucking scaffold, your fat ass wouldn't be sitting here talking about this shit.
0: Well, yeah, I, which I don't know. About so you're 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 preaching part, but, the,
1: you're preaching but to the fucking I, I, choir I, 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 I was about tag say, wrestling.
0: I, I was gonna say, uh, Jimmy. Uh, I was going yeah, to you say like, Shut the uh, fuck up, Dickens I have nothing to say with you You don't nothing about the wrestling business Okay, well, uh, anyways Yeah, I was going to say, Jimmy That you're actually going to be there You're going to be on you're fucking commentary right will be there. You're going to be on commentary I believe with Ian Riccoboni Oh, shit uh, That's going to be awesome I can't wait for that, Ted Oh,
1: that pop goes That fucking weasel <laughs> right there
0: No, no, that's Dickens No, he's stuff. right here
1: He fucking sucks Oh Oh uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey, old no. poppy sucks. Shut the fuck don't up. The fuck you, dickens. You don't know nothing about wrestling. God damn. Go ask Daniel E. Maynard or whoever the fuck else booked you. Why are they not in business anymore? Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Bro. Oh, God damn. What are you doing on here? You're not even part of the NWA. What the
0: fuck is this bullshit right here? How you doing, Christopher? Shut Shut the fuck fuck up, up, Jimmy Cornette, you fucking piece of shit. You are always mean to this fucking beautiful man here, you fucking ugly. Shut the fuck up, you ugly bastard. You fucking stupid fuck. Anyways, what is all of this about the NWA? Nobody fucking cares about this. Goddamn wrestling shit! They All they do. fucking care about is they want to know. You want to know what they fucking care about, Jimmy guess. Boy? Let me
1: fucking guess. They, they fucking care the
0: about the, the
1: swerve. swerve. <laughs> Mike gives a shit about the swerve. The they swerve, care about the swerve on top of the Dairy Queen cone. They care about the fucking Jimmy. swerve on the road, Jimmy. Not your swerve. I get it now.
0: I had an epiphany. Ah, Do you shit. want to fucking hear it, you fucking piece of Not shit? Not really, I don't. Here's what I had. I had a fucking epiphany. I had it the other day. I get why you're so better now. Oh, because really? Because you were never over as a wrestler. The only time you got over is by what you hate.
1: You got over by falling off a scaffold, and it oh, took so no fuck fucking talent whatsoever. Your, podcast, <laughs> on, your <laughs> podcast on the internet didn't even get a fucking view. My podcast is more over than this son of a bitch said Ricky Martin doing a Canadian destroyer. My
0: podcast is the number one fucking wrestling podcast in my mind every single fucking day. You're fucking right, because you don't even hear it anymore. I think you only hear it in your mind. Matt Coon fucking owns I mean, Max Payne fucking owns Max Payne, a fucking fictional character, owns your podcast. That's great. He doesn't great. own it, you fucking moron. I fucking own it, you fucking, just fuck you it, so you you're fucking Kentucky hick. Who the fuck invited this guy? Really? Yeah, okay, gentlemen, oh my God. God Why don't I'm you get you the fuck weird. out of here? I'm not Seriously. going nowhere. Like, fuck you, Stovall. I'm not doing this I'm not telling shit. you to leave, Jimmy. I like
1: you. Vince, get the fuck out of here. Fuck this. you, you I'm... fucking piece of shit. You know what? Fuck this. I'm, just not I'm not going calling to make you. sure he takes care of this. Hey, Jimmy, you am fucking I'm fuck you. I'm fuck you.
0: The oh, no, 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 door! Oh no, oh, 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 no, What no, f- What? What What no, what I- Chris, I have told you, I cannot wait to listen till we end this fucking part. I've told you that we have got to fucking get goddamn security or some shit like this. What the fuck is this? I don't know, but I, I thought I had everything cleared. I thought everything was on lockdown.
1: I thought we were secure. Apparently not. Apparently fucking deep
0: south southerners and uptown northerners. Oh, whoa, okay. You know, yes. Yeah. L- lower the voice there. They my just, God, they, my ears yeah. are bleeding right no. now. I think my arm hurts, anyway, that's it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have let uh, Mr. Russo there try to pull you out the door with him. Apparently. No, I but anyway. Know, but God but, damn. All I mean,
1: right. where did I leave off? Where was I at? I think I was uh,
0: discussing, I don't remember exactly what I, oh, I was discussing the Crockett Cup. Yes. That's right. Yeah, I was about to say the that. The Crockett Cup. I'm trying to cup. get my bearings together The uh, bearings now. isn't oh, the word no. for it. This is crazy. Okay, so I was talking about the Briscoes versus the Rock and Roll Express yeah. is the first round of the Crockett Cup. Right. Okay. Also
1: in the first round of the Crockett Cup, we have Villain Enterprises with Brody King and PCO. PCO! PCO! Versus Satoshi
0: Kojima and Yugi Nagata. Uh, dude, that's Yuji Nagata. Whatever, me. man. What are you going to – I'm sorry, I botched your name. You You're not from here. With me. I'm relying on you right now. Motherfucker. <laughs> Why not you just go ahead and join that fucker out there who's talking like a northerner? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck, man. <laughs> that was- he fucked him Seriously, up. Cornette fucked he, him up. He was in WCW, you retard. I didn't watch a lot of WCW. It got stupid for a while. You suck. Now I'm only I watch it now, but <laughs> I'm sure anyway, you will <laughs> also in the first round of the Crockett Cup we have Guerrero Maya Jr., uh, Stuka Jr., Bandito, <laughs> okay, and Flip Gordon. Oh dear Christ, <laughs> that's going to be one of your favorite type of matches. Okay. Uh, I don't know if those are necessarily <laughs> my favorite because let me let me explain something. I don't like high spots like that. I I don't like th- because there's no psychology yeah, to it. It's this just this is true. It's, it's just, just being move done. after move after if move. If it's done in a way that fits with the story, I'm okay with it, but. I just yeah. I can't get – but I'm not saying that it won't be good though because, like I said, some spot fests are actually good. Yeah, if they've got the right mentality behind it. All right, but also uh, there's going to be a wild card tag team battle royal. It doesn't list the entrants, but the winner of it will be the eighth entrant into the Crockett Cup and face the War Kings. That's the team of Crimson and Jack Dane. I've never heard of that. I don't think that they are in uh, Ring of Honor. I'll, I've never heard of them either. But also on the card, we have Allison
1: Kay facing off against Santana Garrett, the former WOW
0: Women's Champion. Well, that's actually uh, uh, and, some names that you recognize. Yeah, in female so wrestling.
1: and they are going for the vacant NWA
0: Women's Championship. Ooh. I didn't even know NWA had a Women's Championship. I didn't know that either. So, also on the card, we have. One, go ahead. Before we go on, real quick, because I was listening to Jim Cornette, and in all seriousness, okay, yeah, like, serious like, Jim Cornette, like, like in all serious. Like, he was on Jericho's podcast, and he was explaining how the NWA worked. A lot of people, I think, don't get this. And maybe you can enlighten me and a lot of it, because I still didn't get this. Mm. I didn't really get – you know, the NWA wasn't – a tv show like mm-hmm. wcw saturday night was no it or was something a, it like was that. a governing body the of- nwa actually wasn't like yeah like like it wasn't a tv show like that it no. was just a touring championship right. and a governed like wrestling it thing.
1: was it was the ultimate championship of professional wrestling and it was a governed body of multiple promoters from different areas of the United States, different territories. Right. Vince McMahon Sr. was a member of the NWA board of directors,
0: uh, with his WWF, and he had the Northeastern Territory up in New York. That's why everybody's synonymous WWF, WWE with Madison Square Garden, because he made that. That's where his territory was. Jim Crockett was the Southeast. He pretty much
1: had the And then, then the
0: Carolina. sun came in and went. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, first before he did that, he ended up buying the Briscoe's ownership of George Championship Wrestling from underneath him. And, Ethan, and uh, he pissed off Ole Anderson when he got introduced to Vince McMahon and his Hell, wife. He yeah, said, I
0: did it everybody Fuck you and off, fuck you too. It pissed off Jimmy Crockett. It, it pissed, pissed off, off everybody. everybody. Like, but that's what it was. It was a governing body of promoters who would sit down and make the decision of who was,
1: you know, who was the climbing the ranks in whatever territory. And of course. They all had their own choices and their own territories, but they had to come to an agreement who was going to be their
0: champions, where and when and how and how long. And here's here's, uh, something that's interesting that I really didn't know until I started researching uh, Mm -hmm. NWA many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. The world champion, because the belt was exactly what they say uh, that it is. What's that slogan that the NWA world title is always talked about? The world uh, was chick. it twenty five pounds of gold or something that Oh effect? yeah, it's the twenty five pounds of gold. Well, something it, like yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. the NWA world champion, before they even became champion, had to put a deposit down on the belt. Yeah, yeah. They had to, to, to make like put sure their own that money. And, and when you lost the title you got the money back. Yep, exactly. So that way it was guaranteed that they got their belt back. Or they'd have the money to cover a replacement belt if need be. Right. So and that's what it was. That and if well, not just if, if, but I'm saying like 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 when you had to drop the title yeah, as well, like yeah. you, like you got that money. You back got the money well. back, of course. But it, but the thing
1: is, is that that kind of got ruined through the years. Uh, when Crockett Promotions shut down everything, you still had people who were running the NWA like it was. Well, went- it got ruined,
0: and, and I mean, like, I know there's a lot of fans that are ECW fans. Here's That's why I where did, it, he, yep. Here's where I didn't like them was when they threw down the belt like that. Where, yeah. Because that kind of... And they can kiss my ass! That, 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 that was a ECW. monumental promo. It, I, I'll yeah. admit that was a great moment for it, them, it but it wasn't. Good... C W and at the same time killed the N W A. Well, that was kind of their and then goal. I guess
1: know, when T N A was born with Jeff and Jerry Jarrett, they tried to bring
0: prestige back to the N A title. They did a great job of it. They for a while there, yeah, I'll, I'll admit so, they did. Because they didn't, they didn't hot potato yeah, the title. But, like, but, actually, I found out that R-Truth, uh, well, I call him R-Truth, but Ron the Truth Killings, Killings. had actually a pretty good run He in W H D. He really champion. did. He had some good matches, too. Yeah, but then at the same time, when Christian Cage came into the fold, he didn't want to do what uh, he was supposed to do with the N W title. That was go around and defend it. In other promotions, that was the agreement. He refused to do it. So what happens? They let go of the NWA title and form the TNA World Championship and the NWA dies until Billy Corgan buys it. He buys yeah. to it. And now Billy Corgan's resurrecting it and I'm loving it. So Well, I, I can already see that, that it's done that way because I got a taste of that in um, in Atlanta. I had no idea that the NWA championship was gonna be on the line. Right. And it was. So it's going back to the old roots mm-hmm. of the NWA and everything like that. Okay, but running down the rest of the card, there's two more matches on the card that are that are going to be, like, phenomenal. We already talked about it during the Ring of Honor segment.
1: Uh, Nick Aldis is facing off against Marty Scroll for the NWA
0: World's Heavyweight Championship. Oh, well, absolutely. And I mean, then, you know, event. that's going to be a great matchup. Um, but Willie Mack is going up against Colt Cabana for the NWA National Championship. <laughs> that's going to be
2: amazing.
0: It's going to be a great it's gonna be Because those two guys know how to entertain. They know how to get it done serious, but they can also entertain. And right. that's really hard to do. Like, it, you know, because, okay, I, I saw this brought up, like, on the internet and shit like that. Like, like, like you know, all of the internet stuff that – Joey Ryan, mm-hmm. hell, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi and the Young Bucks, you know, got famous for on the internet. But they were actually trying to do that. That's right. just kind of what happened and everything like that. But, like, you know, I I saw recently Stone Cold made a fucking comment on uh, someone taking a stunner. Austin Theory, another guy I was up there training with, mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, WWA 4 Like, literally, yeah. I saw him. Uh, so... And he took that stunner weird. Um they took it from the guy we know. Yeah, J.D. Drake. And I'm, you know, I I don't know if if someone like J.D. Drake is okay with that kind of stuff then, you know, I don't know if I can really badmouth it. And I guess if Stone Cold is okay cuz like he, you know, he just played it off and everything like that. So but here's my problem when people do stuff like that. And I think it's why Jim Cornette and them get pissed is they're like look okay we're not gonna sit here and people don't realize that it's not a work and everything like that right mm-hmm. but it's like just say like if you're watching this fight right Say you're watching a movie, you know, for uh, the Avengers, you know, say you're watching the Avengers movie and shit like that. You know, this fight is not actually happening. We know that this isn't going on anywhere. This was filmed. This is scripted and everything like that. We get that. But it's the fact of we're just so lost in this moment and everything like that, that it's like we don't care. Exactly. It takes you to a different place. Exactly. And that's the point but when you when you do that in wrestling right so say you're just having this serious ass match for say the art let's say you're fighting for the ROH world title right mm-hmm. that belt just means so much in the wrestling world and everything or the NWA title for instance in this instance, let's go with the NWA title you're fighting for the NWA one of the most prestigious titles of all time and everything like that and then you just somehow throw in some comedy spots and everything it takes away from the serious of what you're trying to accomplish. Agreed. And I've seen this quite a bit in a lot of independent promotions. I will see this nice, serious matchup, and then all of a sudden, there's a ref spot where the ref fucking dives over the ropes for some reason or another. Or there's a moment where they do something goofy, like uh, the five-man stunner was the one I
1: saw that made no fucking sense, where everybody's trying to stun the other person, and the
0: fucking referee stuns them all, and gets up for a crowd pop. Why? I don't. I don't get that kind of stuff and everything like that. So, this, so that's where I agree with Cornette and like a lot of those other guys. Like I That's where I agree. I'm like. I'm like. Look, if you're going to have an entertaining comedy matchup, make it known from the fa- from the start that this is an entertaining comedy matchup, and that's all this is. That's cool. People will get lost in that too if they realize that. But but if you're going to have a serious matchup, don't fucking flip fifty times for one move. You yeah, know? Like, agree. come on. Like I don't know. That's just me. And I'm not knocking Austin Theory because Austin is a is a, a freak. Let's just say yeah, that. He is. he is a freak athlete. The dude is incredible. He looks like a million bucks. I'm very surprised WWE didn't sign him. Like, right off the bat. But then again, I'm very surprised at a lot of things with WWE. But get let's get back to the Crockett Cup. But that's it. That's the whole card right there in a nutshell. Well, I think it looks and good. It looks great. And like like I said, it's going to be live from uh, the Cabarrus Arena in Concord, North Carolina. They're going hey, back I've to the been home. Hey, I've
1: that one. Yep. And uh, it, it's going to be, as we're speaking right now, because we're recording uh, the night of but we will be covering
0: it, as Stovall said, next week right here on the podcast. Oh yeah, give me time. Yep, we gotta we gotta have a chance to watch it. I'm guaranteeing it's gonna be great. I mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to see it. But oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see uh, that. Just ROH right now, I think is firing on all cylinders. They are. I don't know if their momentum will get stopped with this whole AEW thing because we are less than. A couple of weeks away now from what could be the biggest wrestling event of the year. Yeah. Possibly. Bigger than WrestleMania is Double or Nothing because there's so much expectations going on into this. I mean, look at the damn car. So much buzz. Jericho versus Kenny Omega again. Yeah, that's, that's going to be huge in and of itself. And then it was announced... As it was finally announced to Cody Rhodes' brother, don't call him Rhodes, Cody, it was announced who his opponent will be at Double or Nothing. People have been wondering it. Who was it going to be? Well, it is none other than his brother, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, who looks like Darth Maul for some reason. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like, I, I don't know. I guess it's just a recognition thing that, Everybody recognizes him as Goldust, and so he wants to kind of stick with that mold, but keep the name of Dustin. And I, well, it's actually his final matchup. He wants to have one more matchup, and, and what better to
1: way be to have it against his brother and to set the tone for? Of course.
0: Then again, I don't believe it's going to be his last. It pick. probably won't be, but this is a great way to transition himself over into the AEW and become a part of the backstage. Yes, which he is obviously he's got plenty of experience for exactly. that. Exactly. So so that works. And then of course you know we've got all the major yeah, names floating around. I'm so proud. I'm so oh proud. God. All of my. Funds are in one company and they fixing to take over the whole world. It's just like that dream I had with the NWA. They doing big things right now. We're fixing to stick it to the man daddy. We're fixing to stick it to Vince McMahon. We're fixing to shove it right up his ass and say, Fuck the revival motherfucker <laughs> I thought you were gonna go in a different direction and be like, fuck the polka dots. <laughs> Fuck the polka dot, Vince, I polka dot your ass right on out this building. I come from the grave, motherfucker. (laughs) It would be fucked up if they did what Coachella did that one year with Tupac and a hologram. What if they did something like that with Dusty coming out and making an announcement on the stage in a hologram form for that matchup? Man, that hologram, that was
1: that was yeah, I'd have
0: to talk about that on like another podcast. Yeah, but that, that was, if they did insane. that shit with
1: Dusty at an AEW event. they are like, I'm going to come out and dine with the Kings and Queens because this is where they they reign or something like that. You know, it would well, be great. Well, it's going right? to
0: happen though. His sons right now. Are, running, are They are running the show, buzzing the fuck out of the. Oh business. my and god! Tony Khan is has been making his rounds on on news outlets
1: and podcasts talking about. And a here's company. here
0: is the thing that you can automatically tell that okay, this has got a chance to work because it's backed by someone who is a millionaire and not just a million. He's a billionaire. He's yeah. a, he might be a trillionaire. He's rich. Let's hard. just put it like that. He's fucking rich. Like, like he's, he's a Jacksonville Jaguars owner. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But he is such a wrestling fan. And you can tell that. His knowledge, like, the way that he talks about old school wrestling and how he wants that. He doesn't want what the Young Bucks... You know, do a lot of the. T- he doesn't want that type of wrestling. He wants like he wants it presented as a sport. He wants basically kind of what ROH does yeah. already. He wants the sport aspect of it. And and he's made it clear who his first pick was for you know AEW. And that motherfucker apparently made some headlines. Of course, that we're talking about CM Punk. And, or do we dare say his name at this point? Can we even say it before he does something? Like, but apparently he did do something. Apparently he was in a mask. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend. Was it really him or, or was it someone else? I mean, they went to great lengths to disguise it. Like, well, here's like, the, here's the thing is that this, the, this matchup at, uh, it random was literally at a random event. fucking
1: place. This mask guy shows up, hits a fucking GTS and leaves the building. Nobody would have thought any different, but then a picture surfaces online of who? Phil Brooks,
0: CM Punk in the Wearing. same gear. Yeah.
1: And and apparently this isn't the first time. And nobody he's there this. at
0: that crowd you can tell they didn't know who that yeah. was? They so if it was, punk, they could not but tell. But
1: apparently, he's done this multiple times, and and there's even reports right now that he might have did it in WWE because they're saying uh, uh was it Callisto in, in the uh, battle the battle royal the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? They're saying it was him, and they have picture proof because the Pepsi tattoo is visible on his arm. And there's people that were at ringside that said that they heard him as he went over the rope, say, scream out "Best in the world." So, is Punk fucking playing with us? Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Hang on. Uh, yeah, this is something... what you just said. Now, I'm like, okay, internet. Yeah, let's I have mean, a chat. Like, <laughs> but but no, I'm not looking at the WWE thing. I'm looking at the whole you know independent thing. That could be very real. Okay, that, the independent one I can see because that that did look it. Because that okay. Now this Andre, first of all, that's the first I've heard of something of, of that at the at, at that. Second of all, no, I just <laughs> I don't fucking see. But that. but but I will say this: I don't think that it is far fetched right now that he's coming back to wrestling. Yeah, and and Tony Khan made the statement he wants CM Punk. He wants Phil Brooks. Yeah, but he didn't say if he if he got him. Well, no, he going to say if he got him or not. Did, didn't he? like 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 he didn't he didn't like I looked at the interview and Tony was didn't necessarily say that he didn't get him. He just made it seem like he didn't. Like, yeah. But but that's like, not
1: the only thing making airwaves right now. I mean, we are talking about the television deal now. They got Jim Ross as the head announcer and they made it clear. Jim Ross is, in a
0: lot of people's eyes, is the voice of professional wrestling. And in you fact, Jim I loved Ross- I loved Cody's fucking statement at the end of that episode, the road to double or nothing, and everything mm-hmm. like that. First of all, uh, hearing that from Jim Ross, you almost forget at times what that man's been through in the past few years. You know, his wife dying very tragically yep. just a few blocks away from where his house is, and everything mm-hmm. like that. So. It's not like he just picked up and left. You know, it was like he's still staying there. So he still kind of relives that moment in his mind and everything like that. So he's been through a lot. But see him look like he was generally excited to be a part of this and everything uh, like that. But the best part of it was Cody's reaction when the guy asked him, why is it so important to get Jim Ross or or something like that? And he just goes, because he's Jim fucking Ross. <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, that's exactly the way I would answer that because it was it was like, Ew. he could be old or washed up in your mind, which I think is bullshit, but he, he's still he be, Jim fucking Ross. Exactly. He still has a passion for the wrestling business. You can tell that. And he's a voice of not only our
1: generation, but the generation before us as well. Yeah. he's a he's the voice of the NWA. He was the original voice of WCW. He was the voice of the Attitude Era, and he was a voice for New Japan. So, On Jesus Christ. TV.
0: So yeah, I mean, in this fact, guy. it was him that did the specials. Exactly. So this guy is along wrestling. with uh, Josh Barnett, and uh, yeah, Jim. My, I, uh, I think that was a great move there, and uh, yeah, if that's what they want to call this as strong style, then sure, I'll believe it. Josh <laughs> Barnett, <laughs> reading off the script, fuck off the script. <laughs> I, I will give him shit all yeah, day long. Yeah, give him shit. But uh, back to what I was saying with the Jim Ross purchase. Not Jim Ross purchase. But the Jim Ross signing. The Jim Ross purchase. <laughs> That's what it's called. What did now? he purchase Nori? New <laughs> it's Orleans like He or bought something? he bought he bought the Jim Ross uh, purchase. Yeah. But anyway, with the Jim Ross signing came the talks of the
1: television deal. And now, which is gonna be big if it's true, and Tony Khan has made its statement that it is pretty much done deal. They are going to air. What is called
0: Tuesday Night Dynamite. We talked about this before with them. That is having still, that, it's still a rumor. It's though. still a rumor, I'm but it say is that a that,
1: trademark patented.
0: Yes. You know, they put it yeah, in. That, uh, was, that was something that, that was right off the bat talking about. They are talking about the AEW television show being on TBS Sports. Mm-hmm. On TBS. I've heard that. I've also heard, those several different things. All right. Uh, according to Meltzer, and I just said his name, so they He's must be coming, coming for again for his lies. Six like stars. That. I'm just joking, not lies, but whatever. <laughs> I've heard um, that not only I've heard from Meltzer, I've heard from other people that that there's actually now there's a lot of TV markets that are actually trying to now bid. Yeah, for I've heard that AEW. too. I wouldn't rule that out. No, I would. I would not rule that out. I would. I, like what I think is Tony Khan is basically saying is like, is like, well, we still have a TV deal, but it now people are actually wanting to talk to us. Yeah, but wouldn't it be a coup if they ended up on TBS? Because the, t- the talk that is right now be. Tuesday nights at six o five. Well then who in the hell up there decided to change their mind about wrestling?
1: Well, here's the thing is that you got to think of how many years separated we are from the Monday Night Wars when Turner was bought out by AOL and Time Warner. There's just been a different change in management and everything else it since then. And maybe
0: maybe looking at strategies in order to get, you know, more viewers for TBS, they've been looking at it and they've been someone up there who might be a wrestling person or exactly. something like that. Someone up there might have been going, "Hey, I don't know if y'all remember this, but if you look at these Monday Night War DVDs and these documentaries, it's heavily talked about that you were yeah. on top of the you were on top of cable when you had WCW. Exactly. On he was Even when it was Bad when it was the 2000 era, that new blood versus millionaire crap, which that could have been a good idea, but wasn't because it swerved. But fucking yeah, like it. It was on top. It was on top of the cable industry. Turner Networks were the top thing. Exactly. Even when though they like even when WCW was bad, it was still the most watched show on Mm TBS, and that should because everything that they've ever put out has not come even close to no. what WCW did. Not even come close. And I guarantee you someone up there is starting to realize that. Yeah. From Especially from how big wrestling is getting right now, they're probably going... Well, shit, we might want to get back in the game with them because that was when we were making money. That was when we were, you know, dominating K. Exactly. That was when they had the money to fucking buy the goddamn Atlanta Thrashers and shit like that. Yep. Tony Schiavone even said it. He said in 1999, that's when they launched Thrashers, and it was because of the money that they made from WCW, WCW as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if this happens... It's going to... Vince McMahon's going to sit up in uh,
1: fucking Greenwich, Connecticut in his office. If it debuts on TBS, he's going to go, Son of a bitch. We're back again. <laughs> but it won't be a war. It, it, but it it's They made not, it a war.
0: Well, it is a war, but, it a it's war. A, but it's a different war in a different way and in a yeah. different era. It's not going to be... Cable rating, just no. like it was. Because you have to take that out of today's... it yeah, doesn't exist anymore. People, I don't have cable. I don't watch, like, when I just got my new apartment and stuff like that, and I don't have cable, I made it very clear. I was just like, I would rather just have internet because I literally can watch the WWE Network, the T- the Global Wrestling Network, the ROH app and shit like that. I can watch NBC Sports, Netflix, Hulu. You can watch all that shit on that. Exactly. You have to take all of that out of consideration. A lot of people don't have cable now. They just do the internet and streaming and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, so I'm just waiting to see what happens. We're yeah. getting close. They're gonna announce a TV deal very soon. I'm almost guaranteed. And the it. card is stacked. So it's gonna be it's gonna be something. I can't wait. And I, I can't wait to see what they have in store for us once they get this TV yeah. deal. You know there's gonna be surprises at double or nothing. We're gonna get a lot of shocks. Because if they're going to have the TV deal, they got to have something to come off of. And Tony Khan has said that he doesn't want AEW compared to any other wrestling company. He no. wants it to be its own identity. How will he do that? I don't know. He's also made the statement that although they're looking at all these talents, there's not room for everyone. No, there's not. So everyone should be, know that. He doesn't want to be beauty, But here's the beautiful thing. Whereas back in the day, you only had two options. And, you know, a third one, if ECW, if you didn't want to get paid. (laughs) But, like, yeah, like, now you have multiple options. You have New Japan. You have ROH. You have Evolve. You have PWX. You have all these. I'm not saying you're going to make big money or anything like that, but you make enough But you could if you get your name out there and you put yourself out as your own product. And you that's a great what job of it. And, and that's what this business needs is okay. That's this, is, this is cool that AEW is getting big and everything like that. But that's why I want ROH to still get big because it's like we still need other places for people to work and not just workers in the ring, but refs commentators mm-hmm. in ring announcers, you know, all, all that shit backstage agents and shit like that. They need places to work. So you need companies. That actually fucking pay. So, and it it looks like what AEW uh, is going to do and everything like that. Um, And I just can't wait for it. Um, I I, I think that we are in for one of the biggest months in wrestling history. So, uh, moving on from the AEW and speaking of companies that don't pay, let's talk about Impact's event coming up on Sunday. (laughs) Tonight. (laughs) The, the night you're listening to this. Oh man, for real? <laughs> yeah, I hit. I that. I don't think that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, your girl Tessa Blanchard. Oh fuck! No, God. you can't do it. Don't take my shit. I didn't That's mean my to do stick, it, y'all. I'm sorry. Look,
1: okay. So Impact is having an event called Rebellion, and yes, my girl, I do it better. Tessa Blanchard, baby,
0: will be in action against who? Gail fucking Kim. That is going to be the match of the night, honestly. Honestly, God, that should just be the main event. It should be. Well, what's the main event, you ask? Well, it's um, fucking Johnny Impact versus... I'M A MACHINE! Brian Cage. Like, we don't need to see this shit again. Yeah, um... I, dude... <sighs> I don't know. Brian Cage to me is, I might get a lot of heat for this, but I think he's a little overrated. He is, and and you know, I I I think that it is okay. Look, it is awesome that he can do what he can do for a big man. Yeah. But <sighs> I don't see him as a main event player. I see him as one of those. He's got he wasn't the build. Lucha Underground, he's, to be quite honest. Yeah, he's got the build, he's got the look, you know, but I don't see him as a guy who should be in that top spot. I see him as somebody's, you know, like I, nah, He's had machine. some great matches and everything yeah, like but that. How but how many times can you fucking put him against Johnny Impact? Or well, Johnny that... Nitro?
1: Or, or Johnny whatever the fuck? I'm Johnny... If
0: he if he would have went to fucking Joey Ryan's Just penis basic. party, he'd have been Johnny Penis. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> or, or, or Johnny Dixon. Or Johnny Dixon or Johnny Tampon. Who the fuck cares? Oh what the fuck. <laughs> Johnny Centipede. Okay, let's stop. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't I don't need to see this
1: match no more. The Gil Kim versus Tessa Blanchard match makes fucking sense.
0: How much build has it had? It's, it's had been a lot, lot of build. I, think, I think it's more anticipated than anything yeah. on this Yeah, so, thing. and Tessa Blanchard's one of the top rising talents in the independence, as far as women go. She is fucking, like... How much you want to bet she's going to be at All Elite? Too? Oh, I would love for her to be All Well, Elite. I'm sure you would, you fucking... I would love to see her and Allie. I like Allie. I like the fact that Allie's with All Elite. You killed Allie. You killed Allie. <laughs> People were chanting that during That's Sue funny. Young's thing at fucking the penis party thing. They were yeah. chanting that. That's funny. When well, she walked out with a fucking but she inflatable was... dick. But she... <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. I just don't anyway. talk about but that. But back back to this card. They have the Lucha Bros versus LAX again. How many times am I going to see that damn match? And it's a full metal mayhem, which is oh, basically sorry. fucking hardcore. Who cares? With a bunch of high... Well, no, yeah. that, I, I, you can't say who cares. I don't give over. a shit about them. I mean, just point blank is
1: that you've seen... How many times have we have seen this? We saw this at, what, uh, Homecoming? Mm-hmm. We saw it we say that. We didn't see full
0: metal mayhem, but we did see But this the thing metal. is, is that how many times
1: can the Lucha Bros wrestle LAX? I how many know. times can Conan pull this shit out of his ass and
0: say, Guess what? I'm happy to fucking have these two teams. We're going to book them. I don't know, I just and, and here's the thing i've 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 tried to get, you you remember I tried to go on like that whole give impact a chance kind of thing Wow, right. I' created a new hashtag, <laughs> but yeah, uh I tried to go on that whole stick, but a lot of what I'm seeing I can't get behind yeah I'm just I can't do it. it looks like a very poorly. B-rated attitude error mixed with That's, Lucha Underground. Especially the way they got rid of Allie. I thought that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I mean, and, and then here was the thing. She fucking shows up with Rosemary at the Joey Ryan penis party. Thing. Yeah. She was there. On, she's she's apparently using Allie in All Elite. So yeah, that was just stupid. It was funny. You watch her die on Impact Wrestling. She fades away.
1: And then I'm watching uh, The Road, The double or Nothing, and she walks in happy as can be and the fucking office. That,
0: see, that's the problem with me. or with me. That's the problem with Impact Wrestling, in my opinion. There's just nothing right now that they have that is no. intriguing enough to get the fans I mean, invested yeah, into it. Even the Knockouts Championship, of Valkyrie versus uh Jordan Grace. Grace. Yeah, it's, I mean, Jordan Grace has got potential and everything like that. And yeah. Taya Valkyrie, well, she's good. Everything like that, but I just—I mean, the only other matchup that I'm looking forward to is the X Division Championship, and that's Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan. Also, they're gonna sell some merch. <laughs> they are gonna sell, sell some merch. Wait a minute! So Sammy Callahan is coming to Rebellion, but Jeremiah Crane is not. He doesn't fucking exist because Lucha Underground is not no more. Yep, he didn't sell any merch. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You punk ass bitches! I <laughs> will <laughs> never not do that. I just I want everyone to realize that. That yeah. will pay. And if Sammy, if I ever interview Sammy Callahan, I will do it in front of him. I will. What's funny is he'll probably look at you and go, "Well, that was great." But guess and what? And then he will actually probably kill me. He probably will. He'd be like,
1: "Sammy Callahan ain't coming to
0: SWN." But Jeremiah Crane is. See you on the Stovall Wrestling Network, you punk ass bitch. That would be funny. That, that would, would be, be hilarious. hilarious. I would love it. All Anyways, um, but Joshua Hancock, had... you've got to book this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God, right? <laughs> hey, he's got connections. Just for, for the him. point of
1: us having him on the program.
0: Yeah, like. like, I like, will I'll even
1: gonna... do a spot. I don't give a shit. I'll let him beat the shit out of me in the ring.
0: Ha! <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, well, let my hit God. going to
0: now. They are going to... I'll be on out. TMZ. Oh, he fuck. fucked my eye up. It's okay, <laughs> though. Because I'm not going to do the revenge angle like they did with the other... <laughs> no, and completely, I just don't know what they did to Eddie Edwards. I was, they fucked I'm, him up. That's just stupid. The guy, to me, I don't know why he didn't just go back to ROH. Yeah, he should like, He would have been used right. Yeah. I just don't think... Well, here's, here's one of the biggest disappointments, in my opinion. And it's because they don't know how to use such a good talent like this, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Eli Drake. E! L! Drake! So here's the Dummy. Thing. <laughs> Eli Drake's no longer with him. He's gone. He's not? No. They fired his ass. They released him. Because I, thought, I, no, thought I saw him on the episode this past. You gotta remember that all that is pre-tape. This is true. But they I have forgot. let him
1: go because he spoke out against them. So now they have it to where he is under no
0: compete clause. He can't go anywhere. Where do you think he'll end up? I'm not sure for AEW. I don't know. I but I, I, I doubt it. I see him more going to WWE. Uh, I think he was in WWE at one time. It didn't work out too well with him. That doesn't matter. But you, you think people. I mean,
1: so well, was so to...
0: was fucking Ethan Carter, and you see what they're doing <laughs> Jesus, to him. But yeah, I mean, he could end up on uh, NXT. He could end up there, but at the same time, he could end up anywhere. He could end up in Ring of Honor. He could end up. Oh, I'd love for him to be in Ring of Honor because he would fit perfect in that story with Lifeblood. He would he, going up against them rather. He would yeah. be like the perfect antagonist, in my opinion. So, so that would be amazing. Yeah, but I just Rebellion. I mean. I think it looks good. Does it look though? This much for me wanting to go and pay my money and shit like that for it. I'm yeah. just. I would rather pay for the Crockett Cup. Yeah, agreed. But let's give it its chance. We will cover that as well on next week's episode and everything like that. Hey, and hey, if you are liking Impact Wrestling, good for you. Go and watch Rebellion and everything like that, and I will cover it as well uh, next week. Uh, and everything like that. We didn't go over a lot of WWE, nope. or if any WWE for that matter uh, this week. I don't know. I have not been watching WWE, folks. I can't comment on it. The only thing I can comment on is this superstar shake-up and how apparently the biggest acquisition in fucking history was <laughs> right. No, get it right. Get it right. It was uh. Hello, I'm Elias. To start with. <laughs> and then it was... Oh, hello, I Rains. am... <laughs> uh, hello, I am Elias. Hello, I'm Hepatitis. <laughs> and um, I'm here to infect Smackdown Live. Well, Dumb okay. Shit. And what do we have him doing? Well, we have him punching out the boss. Didn't he already do that? Yeah, multiple times. So, and so, again... Why do they always do... Like, they have him going up against the authority like we're fucking stupid. You are the authority's prototype. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. now. it would make perfect sense, and this would be a perfect WrestleMania matchup, is if you had Roman Reigns as the champion. However, he was a heel going up. With the authority and everything like that. Oh, and by the way, well, what if he gets cheered then by everyone? Who fucking cares? Just tell the goddamn story because I guarantee you he won't be cheered. He will get booed and everything like that. And then you have him be with the authority. And then you have little old AJ Styles, who is not your prototype, is not your poster boy for WWE, although he has become that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But he's not your original viewing type. And then you have him come and challenge the authority. And guess what? That's when it works. That's when it works. But when you have the authority going up against Roman
1: Reigns, it does not work. I mean, they did that little spot with AJ where where Vince slapped him and he slapped him back. Nothing came from that. It was
0: fucking dropped. Yeah. It, sh- it would have worked perfectly. It, it would have made perfect it sense. Worked perfe- and it would have worked perfect if they put Shane McMahon in it as well. Exactly. It, it would have been, worked been great.
1: But no, they dropped that fucking... Well, nobody wants to see AJ versus the authority. They want to see Roman Reigns versus the authority. No, the fuck we don't. No, we don't want to see that.
0: And we didn't want to see it with John Cena. No, we didn't care. Because it doesn't work. Now, it, it would have worked. And it would have been... The, now, and unfortunately for them, Brian got hurt. Yeah. His neck got hurt. When they gave him the title at uh, in New Orleans and everything like that, his neck was hurt. So unfortunately, he couldn't do it. Right. You know? So that angle had to be dropped. But the problem was is that they fucking put John Cena in that role. And I thought, you could easily put Dean Ambrose in this role and yeah. he would be fucking over like Rover mm-hmm. even with Rollins as the champion because that, that actually would work yeah but, would work great. But, it, but that's not what they did but now we have AJ Styles off back of Smackdown he's now on Raw and we have pretty much the entire fucking cast of TNA's past I was about the- to say so it's now Monday Night Impact again? <laughs> total Big- non-stop Raw now, you know, we talked, though, about this being the biggest, you know, like like this could be the biggest wrestling event in a while, which is Double or Nothing, even right. bigger than All In, their first one. Yeah. And stuff like that. I thought about this the other day, and especially when I found out what's going to happen at Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, which, by the way, I will be watching it just to watch that yeah. show. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck who you are, that's magic. In yeah. Anytime, anywhere. Okay. It doesn't matter what banner it's under. But how much you want to bet that they're gonna throw that WWE is gonna throw everything that they think that they can in this Money in the Bank paper? Oh, of course. Just to say it was better than All In. Well, of course they're going to. I mean, look at look at. Look at the fucking DX promo at the Hall of Fame. They're bashing AEW left and right. Yeah, and I I thought that was bullshit. Yeah, that was tasteless and bullshit and disrespectful. But they're throwing that dirt. But, well, but again, you know, okay... I, and I don't like WWE right now, but if you're the big bad WWE and you're number one, why the fuck do you even re- recognize exactly. them? Exactly. It's almost like you're giving them free promotion, free publicity. Well, WWE's talking trash about them. They must be scared of them. Because you know what happened in the Monday Night War? They didn't throw dirt at WCW until and they got And nobody cared. And it was literally their own fault. Nobody cared about WCW. Until they started talking they about went, it. Until they went. Until they went. Well, Hulk Hogan, the Nacho Man, and everything like that. But then everybody went, "Wait a minute! We liked those guys. We, those are our like childhood heroes and shit. Like we like those guys." And you're talking shit about them? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Are they really
0: yeah. as washed up as you say they are?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh wait, they're not. Exactly. Hogan's a bad guy now? What the fuck? You know, own fault. Yep. So it was it was equally as it was equally as done for WCW. To call them out, you know, with the McFoley thing, you exactly. know, the, the, the butts in the seats thing. I was told many years ago by uh, actually a guy that you know pretty well um, that talking about your competition. Makes you look up your competition. Exactly. So don't look up what AEW is doing. You shouldn't worry about what any independent promotion is doing. You're the WWE. You have your own goddamn network. You're on 15 different stations around the country. You're doing all this shit. No one can touch you. AEW will not be able to touch you for a few years. They're going to have to slowly grow their audience. They're going to get a big audience to start off. That audience will dwindle, though, a little bit. And then eventually it's like, okay, you've got to keep your momentum. They've got to worry about all that. WWE, they don't have to worry about that. They've already got everybody. And so they shouldn't worry about AEW. But they do. And so that's why I think that they're going to throw everything that they can in this shit. And it's not going to even touch Double or Nothing. Yeah, it's not. It's it's The only thing that will come close is AJ versus Raw. Yeah, it will. That's a guaranteed one. Well, thing. that's a guaranteed one. But here's my question. What the fuck? I thought that we were going to unite the women's championship. Apparently not. Apparently it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky and Becky versus... Um, uh oh God what is it Lacey Evans Lacey Evans yeah so I'm sitting there I'm sitting there going so did you literally just did that shit just so she could have a big WrestleMania moment yeah when the moment the moment shouldn't even be, that's where I thought that they fucked this whole thing up. Because they fucked it up, first of all, by making it a triple threat match. It never should have been a triple threat match. I'll scream it to the day I die. It should have been. And no, you can't give me none of this bullshit of, well, it's emergency booking or, or you have no idea what it takes. Of, no, because it was, it should have been just as simple as that. Ron Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Yep. It would, I, they would have made it match of the year. They would have made it. I don't know how, even though people say Rhonda sucks as well in the ring, they would have made it match of the year somehow, the two of them. They would have. Why? Because it was real. Everything that those two were doing was real. The things with Charlotte was fake as fuck. Yeah, it was... Just, it just, I, I just, I don't, I don't agree and I don't, with that. I don't and I'm that not going to take away, that. I'm not going to take away from what Charlotte has done. Yeah. Should she be in a main event of WrestleMania? Yes, she should be. She has that kind of star talent. I'm not going to deny that. But in this instance, it should have been Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. And there was no need to do any of that shit to convolute it. Like Agreed. That. I just... And I'll scream it till the day I die. Now they're going to convolute it even more. By double booking her. Which is stupid. Stupid as fuck. And this is why I just... I haven't followed Raw. I haven't followed SmackDown. I just don't like what WWE is putting out. So I can't give much news. Although I can give the news that I've been waiting to talk about. Because it's the one that everyone seems to be talking about. And that is... We had a return on Monday Night Raw. And his and that return was Mr. Bray Wyatt. Yes. That's right. Wyatt is back. However, he looks a little different this time. It does. It's yeah. the Firefly Funhouse, right? Yeah, Firefly Funhouse. The Firefly Funhouse. And it's like, I would say it's Mr. Rogers mixed with Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say it's. Mr. Rogers mixed with Pee Wee Herman mixed with Satan or yeah. mixed with P- Mr. Rogers mixed with Leatherface oh, God. <laughs> because he did bring out a chainsaw. Now I'm gonna say this though, a lot of people, you know, they're scratching their heads. Why are you doing this to Wyatt, dude? I gotta tell you, I see the brilliance in this gimmick. I do. Yeah. Do you not? I do. I mean it's. It's caught the attention of everybody, including the
1: shareholders of WWE, who put a fucking cease and desist trying Are you to get fucking the WWE to stop it. Me. Yeah, because they said that they don't want a cult leader uh, having a children's program oh, to get children fucking, to follow. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Let, let me explain something to the shareholders then. doesn't matter if they do, because that's where you get a nice young baby face to come and destroy the bad man. Yeah. That gets the kids behind and it. it doesn't get the kid. They're not trying to get kids behind him. That's the, that's complete opposite. Exactly. They want him to be fearful of him. That's why they have the stupid fucking uh, buzzard. Well, that's why they have the buzzard and everything like that. But like, I, cause at first I thought, man, what the hell is this? And then like, I saw him with the hands and covering his eyes and how it kind of flickered there. And I was just like, oh, wait a minute. I get it. I get what this is. Um, okay, I think it is a brilliant idea. Here's where I know that it's going to fail because it's in WWE's hands, and it's also in shareholders' hands now apparently yeah. as well. So it's going to fail automatically. There's, what's going to happen is, is he's going to start off, and it's going to be a cool idea. They're going to lose track somewhere along the way. They're going to water it down. And they're going to turn it into Doink the Clown, where Doink the Clown – I thought Doink the Clown was one of the top gimmicks of all time when he first started because of the Evil Clown. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. But then when he became Happy Clown, uh, everyone was like, okay, this is stupid. When he was the Evil Clown, everyone got it. Yeah, that's just- so. I just, I, I think that this is a great idea. The problem is, is they're gonna fuck it up. Of course. Because they're WWE right now and they they can't hold those for now. Besides, if it's not Roman Reigns, they don't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah. And they'll probably put him with Roman Reigns and he'll just bury him. Jesus. I don't know. I hope not because here's my thing, dude. Here's my thing. Like, Bray Wyatt could legit quit wrestling, it could be a horror movie character. He could. Can, dude, the Donald. dude actually like is a legit good actor, and you can tell he, that from his promos. And See, here's the other thing. You could actually take and put Bray Wyatt with Father James Mitchell and Raven oh and create my a God. brand new flock. Oh, my God. We wouldn't be able to get a word in edgewise with those guys. Nope. People would be like, what?
1: Yeah, I'd be like, hell,
0: that would be amazing. Yeah, but, that would be the fucking... I'm serious, like Bray Wyatt could be like is a, like like they could make a horror movie with him as like a character in it, and yep. he would he would be perfect because he's just he's that good and everything like that. But that's it for WWE uh, and everything like that. Before I move on, I will talk about a matchup that happened uh, from the NXT Takeover event. I'll talk about just a couple, well, a couple of matches, couple of matches. from that that, because the war raiders, which are now the Viking experience, are now the Viking raiders, or what the fuck are they now? They were fine the way that they were. They were fine the way that they were. What are we this week? You're the fucking war, you're the war Vikings. Go out there and do it. Yeah, I fucking stupid. But they took on Aleister Black and uh, Ricochet. Oh my god, dude, that matchup was just so awesome, wasn't it? Of course, it's got Ricochet in it. Well, of course. And then the Velveteen Dream and Matt fucking Riddle, who's now no longer on any of the WWE live events. Well, that's because he's injured right now, isn't yeah. he? I so, unfortunately, yeah. but. Dude, was that matchup not incredible? Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. No pun intended. No, I'm no for real though. Like, yeah, it like, like, like that match was matchup. Fucking great.
1: Oh I mean, my oh, god! Look, anything was...
0: NXT touches turns fucking gold. And then of course the main event that everyone is talking about. Oh my god, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Yeah, you might as well just call that the match of the year right now. Yeah. If if Dave Meltzer gives it infinity stars, I'll actually be like, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with I mean, that That one. that pretty much, it, I'm not that to showcase say. what wrestling is. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say it surpassed Johnny no, Gargano versus absolutely. Ricochet, but it, it. You mean Johnny Gargano versus? Oh well, Ricochet. from yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it, it's way up there. It's fucking, it's one of the best matches I've ever seen. And, oh my God, fucking Johnny Gargano and fucking... I'M
1: the- gold, BABY!
0: They are tremendous athletes, and they are masters of their craft. I got to give them credit where credit's due. Yeah, but apparently the main roster doesn't feel this way because a lot of people are wondering when the hell are they going to call up the, like, undisputed era and stuff like that. And apparently nobody on those. Nobody on the main roster has any plans for them whatsoever. I'm Stupid. sitting there going, are you fucking retarded? Like, Adam Cole, I'm begging you, just go back to ROH. Yeah, or go to AEW and be reborn. Well, he probably would go to AEW. That'd be funny, so. too, because... Well, he's got a bone to pick with him. Yeah, so... Because he was kicked out of the Bullet Club. So he got a he got a bone to pick with them. Yeah, so so I don't know. We'll have to see. A lot of people are somewhat exiting, and we had the shield, the final chapter for the 5th time. Ugh. I didn't even watch it. Let's I just let's just look at it for what it is. It's a fucking promotional stunt for
1: Dean Ambrose. So we can get behind him because Keen Ambrose is leaving. We don't want
0: to lose him. In a few months, he'll come back. Everybody will pop and cheer and fucking lose their minds. You'll get big merch sales. (laughs) And it'd be like he never fucking left. So what the fuck's the point in this shit? I don't know. Someone like Sasha Banks and Bailey who are throwing a fucking conniption fit about... Last-minute title change plan. I, I, well, okay, a lot of people are making it seem like it's the title change. I don't think it was the titles no. itself. What it was is the fact that they busted them up. Yeah. They busted up the group already, which, again, to me, I was just like, well, why the hell didn't we ever get the matchup that we wanted, which was Sasha versus Bailey? Mm-hmm. Why didn't we ever get that? Like, I just... I don't understand that. But they're anymore. pretty much in a protest state, and they don't want to work... I mean, ba- Bailey's working, day. Bailey's Bailey. working. I don't know how much she is involved in that right now. But Sasha's but not doing anything. She's sipping out uh, cryptic tweets. And... How do you how do you know, though, that she's not just playing into again, all this Again, I was
1: getting into that. I mean, it could be another one of those coups to where... It's another game that WWE's playing to just kind of get you to I know.
0: fall in love with her. Maybe. I don't know, dude. And I it, I, it, I can't trust it. No. Nope. But I say this. I mean, hell, if she does get AEW, damn, that's a pickup then for your yeah. women's division. And think of the matches she could have, especially with fucking Allie. Uh, with it. who else is in the uh, women's division? I don't remember no. all the women. I don't remember there, all of us as they've been signing a lot of them, like yeah, really randomly crazy. and everything like that. So, yeah, uh, just a lot of stuff is going on in the world of pro wrestling. And that just warms my heart because there is just so much news to cover. And if you notice, we didn't cover WWE long term. Usually, You start off with WWE, and that's almost all you can talk about. It's not like that anymore, people. You can talk about other things because big things are happening in the world of pro wrestling. and We're going to cover it all right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, the number one podcast in the CSRA of Augusta, Georgia, the pro wrestling podcast. Yeah, I said it. He did. He said it. So, So, yeah. Uh, But... It's been amazing. I can't wait to do it. We're going to do it, though. Next week, we're going to cover the Crockett Cup. We're going to cover Rebellion. We're also going to cover everything going in to Money in the Bank pay-per-view as well. And as well, follow what's still going on on Double or Nothing and what's going to be going on at StarCast as well. We'll talk about all of that kind of stuff as well. But I think that that is it for your wrestling news on the independent circuit and... In the WWE as well. We will be right back with some local indie news right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. It's SWN. It's the Slam of the Century. Only on Saturday, May 11th, Viral Pro Wrestling presents the Garden City Classic. The premier
1: entertainment choice in the Southeast. Featuring Augusta's own Sean Legacy, Drew Adler, VPW Champion Darius Lockhart, Joey Lynch, and more of your favorite local wrestling superstars.
0: Tickets available at the door or purchase yours online at vpw.ticketbud.com for $2 off.
1: Bring the family to witness the champions at VPW's Garden City Classic. Saturday, May 11th, only at Warren Road Community Center. Center.
2: you are listening to the stoveball wrestling network on tmb studios
0: and welcome back to the stoveball wrestling network the swn right here exclusively on tmb studios where you can also catch us once again on spotify itunes and google play And right now we're going to talk about what's going on in the local indie scene. So that means I'm going to talk about the promotion that I practically work for. Viral Pro Wrestling. We had Viral Pro Wrestling Survival. You heard the interviews last week leading up to the events. Yep. Now we're going to talk about the event itself and what an event it was. And I'm not just saying that because I was on commentary. I'm saying that, Chris, because even you were sitting there and you were like, this This was the first time I've been to a Viral Pro Wrestling event. Yeah, that's right.
1: I was about to say, you have not been to one Never been to one, been invited to them. Actually was invited to come and work for Viral Pro. Turned them down because I didn't want to be a part of the business anymore. But, I showed up to Viral <laughs> Pro Wrestling Survival. Uh, basically, after, you know, the, the interview that shut down TMB Studios. Literally. Uh, I literally <laughs> was like, okay, something's going on here, and I need to be here. So, the SWN, Stovall Wrestling Network, and TMB Studios, we went to Viral Pro Wrestling Survival, and yes, Stovall is on the commentary team. Yes. He is the host of Toxic on Fox 54, <laughs> but I sat there at... The table that was representing TMB Studios right. and the Stovall Wrestling Network, and I literally—I mean, literally—jaw hitting the floor with every wrestler, male, female that came to the table and did the interviews. I was like in, in amazement. Kevin Ray himself, you know, the Soda City Champion for PCW. All oh, this raining. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I could feel the charisma coming off this guy. I could feel it off of every wrestler. I could feel it from the fans. Let's just put it like that. And I'm going to yes. go ahead and tell you right now. I walked in the building. It was like I never left the wrestling business. Because everybody came to me and gravitated to me. And even you walked up to the booth like, what are all these people doing here? And I'm like, because I'm here. You're like, oh, well, that makes sense. And then you went back to your damn business. But –
0: it was the first Viral Pro Wrestling show I've ever been to. and I did a lot of
2: shit that night. He
0: did. He was every fucking where and then some. Seriously. T- t- like, I, I'm not joking. I was literally everywhere. You can attest to this. Yeah, he was everywhere. I stayed at the booth. I might have gone and got a hot dog or two, or three or four or six. Yeah. Um, I did give Viral Pro their money. <laughs> it's like, I didn't pay for a ticket. Paid for the food. <laughs> but,
1: um... Yeah, I mean, it was it was a tremendous show. I was like from the top of the card to the bottom of the card and back again. I was just entranced by what I was watching. And I was a part of Flatline Pro just like you were. Yes. And
0: I will say this about this show before we go over the card or anything. Flatline Pro was run professionally. Yes. Viral Pro is run more professionally than Flatline Pro was. I say this,
1: yeah,
0: not as because you know they got the whole. I'm way. not knocking, yeah, not knocking Flatline yeah. Pro, but don't there's take something, that as that. there's something that I saw that I did not see. I don't see it often with local wrestling promotions. Joshua Hancock, to his credit, and I made this statement in the interview. Yeah, Joshua Hancock went Which around, is on from last week. You can go to iTunes and Spotify right now, and Google see. Play Music or you can check it out right here on the TMB Studios website. Correct. But anyway, I saw Joshua Hancock walk around, talk to the
1: fans, sit with the fans. He would sit back in the corner which was right next to
0: the TMB Studios table and uh, Kevin Ray's merch booth. I think that it the, the thing that makes viral pro wrestling so good to me from a You know running it standpoint is that it's not run by someone who is in the business it's run by someone who is a fan but you know has it can have a more clear vision. And, rather than just book this guy because he's off, book, you know, yeah, or stuff like that. He takes his time, he looks over, the, and he doesn't do this alone. He has a team of people behind him. Well, James who, is you one know, of the best fucking exactly. storytellers in the So,
1: business. I mean, but he, ha- he has this great team behind him who More make creative this writer, creative uh, production and everything that helped make this show possible. But – Joshua Hancock does the one thing that I don't see a lot of promoters doing. That includes you, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. you sorry, son. Anyway, he listens to the fans. He listens to what they say. He asked them, How do you like this match? Are you enjoying the show? If there was something else you would like to see, what would you like to see in viral pro wrestling? He asked that. Hell, he asked me that. And I'm, I've
0: been in the business, so why, you know... If and no one values your opinion, so it's like uh, you, Stonewall. <laughs> okay? But anyway... I'm just joking. It, it's just the point I'm of that joking. I've never seen that before with a promoter, and that was something that I found tremendous. So hats off to you, Joshua Hancock. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, I love it. I'm locked.
1: I, I am. I'm locked, loaded, and ready to go with Viral Pro.
0: Well, yeah, and you're going to have plenty of opportunity to get locked and loaded uh, for Viral Pro uh, coming up. And we'll go over that in just a few minutes. But let's go over what happened at Survival, where it was all about qualifying. That was the main point of this night, was qualifying for the Garden City Classic that is taking place in Augusta, Georgia, May 11th at the Warren Road Community Center. And we started off with MLWs. Cota Brazil, who we had on this show yep. last week. So another week. historical moment. I lost count of him now.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> so. What
0: in the world? Anyways, yep. yeah. And he took on the debuting Vandal Octagon. Yes. I guess is how you say his name. I just remember him as Vandal. Yeah, uh, I just remember him as Vandal. So, like but here's so. the thing. This was a great opening contest. It was a perfect way to start survival. And it got me locked into watching VPW from the jump. Well, that's awesome. And uh, Vandal comes away with the victory. And he originally qualified for uh, the Garden City Classic. However, I believe new details have come to light on that situation. Yep. Uh, go to Viral Pro Wrestling on Facebook for more info on that one uh, to get all the details uh, about that. And then next up, we had women's action. People have been requesting this for a yep. long time. People have been requesting for more women's matches. Well, guess what? We got it. We got the dream girl, Ellie, and Avery Taylor, who were also on the show. And I'm yep. very surprised that our equipment yeah, the is still intact. I'm surprised. I think that I've I, said that already. I, I on made this. it out without getting
1: castrated. But, yeah,
0: Avery Taylor, great talent. Dream girl Ellie, mean as fuck, but still a great (laughs) talent. Um, I enjoyed having them on the podcast. They were great. Uh, You know,
1: Avery Taylor was a great guest. Sat right beside us, was talking, was loving everything that we were
0: doing with the podcast. Yes. Like I said, Dream girl Ellie, a little bit of mean bitch, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) Sorry,
1: I just I didn't mean to say that. uh, Yeah, you're kind of like a little. You're a little bit of a bully, but hey, okay. The contest was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. I like it to was see good. more women's
0: action in the uh, viral pro. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. And then, of course, we go back to the Garden City qualifying uh tournament or well, it's a qualifying match. matchup that was a three way matchup, and it was self to destruct Billy Brash. Well, right yep. there, who was on the show as well. He was against John Davis against Owen Knight, the working team captain. And yes. Owen Knight comes away victorious, and he is in the Garden City Classic. Now, this is very interesting because you remember the end of his matchup, of the latter matchup, of Rise of the Revolution against mm-hmm. Darius Lockhart. You remember that that stipulation was whoever lost that matchup could not challenge for the belt as long as that person was the champion. Yep. So... But, but what if Owen override? Knight? Well, that's what I'm wondering. If Owen Knight somehow wins this tournament, will, will it that over- override? Yeah, it? will it override that stipulation? I don't know. You'll have to find out because, yeah, he qualifies for that matchup, but that won't be all that we heard of Owen Knight, but we'll mm-hmm. get into that in just a minute. And then next up we had a singles matchup with Blanco Loco. Versus Malachi Matthews. I've heard so much about this guy. A teammate of Kevin Ray in PCW. Yeah. And Heath uh, Mulligan, my broadcast colleague, was telling me all about this guy. I've heard this guy Malachi Matthews and everything like that. And I was very much looking forward to it. And I see why he was talking about him a lot. It's very good. Uh, very, I-, I loved it. Um and plus Blanco Loco, man. That dude is just insane, isn't he? Yeah, he's money. I like yes. I like I liked it a lot. Then next up, we had what I consider the moment of the night. Yes. We had the VPW tag team title matchup with the hierarchy, which is Adrian Armor and Murder one. One. And oh my God! I, here's the thing about Murder One. I remember Murder One in 2006 when he was doing NWA
1: Wildside and Anarchy, and he was traveling around the top part of Georgia and over into Carolina. I remember when he was like, you know, having matches with uh, Bam Margera, Mike
0: Margera, God rest his soul. Oh,
1: but yeah. I mean, it's just I remember this dude, and to see him come out and he was VPW Tag Team Champion, I was like, Holy shit! That's like Fucking my generation of wrestlers right there yeah. that I work with. And I'm
0: like, I'm starting to feel a little nostalgic here. I maybe want to well, pull out the defeated, gear that I finally got. Well, it, this will really make you feel nostalgic. They defeated the Rock and Roll Express to become <laughs> the VPW champion. that brings me back to my childhood. <laughs> Tag team champions, rather. But, so yeah, yeah. but, yeah. So, they walk in as the champions. And they go up against the most unlikeliest team ever. It was fucking... James Johnson, the tie-dye sunrise, <laughs> and his manager, Sammy Ray. Yep. And their partner, Wade yeah. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot
1: say his name in any way, shape, or form with any kind of enthusiasm he at knows this. all. He, he knows, knows this. It's not insulting. It's like, uh, okay, you're going, it's like,
0: Roman Reigns versus Wade Adams. <laughs> Oh my God! but yeah, and uh they and so it this happened at rise of the revolution where if to, if James Johnson defeated uh uh Wade Adams to uh or, yeah if he defeated Wade Adams in a singles matchup, then Wade Adams would have to be his tag team partner. I don't know why you would want him as his tag partner yeah, that's, but, you know, weird. that's the that was I guess the funny part about it. Um, so Wade Adams was not at all interested in this matchup. He did not want to be the tag team champions with this guy. He did not want to be with uh, James Johnson in this. But somehow, some way or another, they were the. They are your new tag team champions in the moment of the night. And I will say this, Chris, I have been to a lot of VPW events. I have not heard a pop at the end of a matchup like that. Dude, you I know, was dude, sitting there watching this was... tag match, and I'm looking at it, and
1: I'm like, man, um, I don't see, you know, this getting, like, any huge pop or anything like that. And I'm, I'm eating my – okay, I'm eating my hot dog. <laughs> As I'm watching this match, I'm sitting there – Tell I, me I you choked on it. I didn't, no, I, I, no, it's, it's, it's funny. You <laughs> it didn't choke on the hot dog. <laughs> but I saw the pinfall, and I'm like, well, that was unique. Went to take a bite, and this pop erupted. Fucking literally shook the Sweetwater Gymnasium to the point where when I went to take the bite of the hot dog, I missed and almost <laughs> bit my hand. I was like, what the fuck? Looked around and everybody's
0: up and cheering and this place just boom erupted. And I'm like, that's unlikely. What the fuck? What? Yeah, well, it got a massive It got pop. the biggest pop I've ever heard in any live wrestling event I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of them locally. I don't know about that. I mean, no, no, I it was for, for an okay, unlikely locally. crowd pop okay. locally. Okay. You know, you
1: didn't expect it. I don't think anybody expected it. The, the VPW management
0: didn't even expect it. Oh, yeah, we walked back. You know, behind the curtain, we were like, oh my god, how did that just... No, no, I don't know, but it, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And then Wade Adams was like, no, it wasn't. it wasn't. Because I didn't want to fucking be out there and everything like no, that. I like, yeah, yeah I care about that. That's, now I got a belly I do thanks. <laughs> yeah, but they... And they will uh, have to take on a formidable team uh, coming up in the Garden City Classic. So we'll stay get into that, for that in just a minute. But... We move on in the event to one of the most anticipated qualifying matches of the night. It was Saive Al-Sabah. Yes, I said his fucking name right, James Kitchens. against. <laughs> against he busted his balls on that one at the show. I was like, Against Slim J. And, oh yes. Oh, my God. Well, That's- it was amazing, but there was a little bit of a grudgeness to this matchup yes. as well because... Uh at the end of the matchup with treehouse lead that slim jay won slim jay decided to make it a little bit personal and try to beat up on his brother and everything like that so saeed came in with some revenge on his mind yes as well but, but not only that but wanting to call qualify for the garden city classic yeah and this matchup was just oh my god wasn't it it was amazing it was incredible Uh, And you've made this statement before when we were talking about uh, Saib Asaba. And
1: I was looking at moves that I didn't even know how to call it. I was like, was that a moonsaw? Was that a fucking, what was that? Yeah. You know, and even Slim J was doing this crazy shit. And I'm like, I was enthralled by what I was watching. So much to the point that I had my camera out going, "Snap, snap, 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 snap. And you can see those on uh, the TMB Studios page and the SWM's page. I was snapping photos of this match that just going crazy because there was stuff yeah, going on were... that I was just like, okay, that was awesome, that was awesome, that was awesome. Thank God iPhone has, like, multiple frames for pictures. You can go back and get the right one.
0: Yeah, they were they were absolutely insane. Yeah. It, was, it was so cool. Uh, they are just athletes that are just – I've never seen that before. No. So, and and literally I had trouble calling it on uh mm-hmm. commentary, mm-hmm. but it was so much fun to call still. And uh, yeah, I loved every minute of it. There's a great matchup. Then it, we had the AIWF East Coast title on the line, right? Yep. It's a brand, it's another promotion and Jacoby Boykins is the AIWF Uh, East Coast champion, and he took on Montana Black, who sneak attacked him at our last event at Rise of the Revolution when they were vying, or well, I guess for a shot at the tag team champions. They were originally supposed to face the hierarchy due to travel problems, hierarchy could not be there, but there was a shot at the tag team champions, and Montana Black turned or turned on Jacoby Boykins and everything like that. So there was definitely some revenge on the mind of Jacoby Boykins, the Alabama ambassador, and he got it. And he defeated Montana Black, who at the end stood there and shook hands with him. That he did. And apparently this was what he wanted. He wanted to get this out of Jacoby Boykins. He wanted the monster out of Jacoby, who can be a monster when he wants to be. Yep. And he is. So look out for that. Uh, but that was a good matchup. Then we had a matchup that threw me off a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the British rules matchup, because I oh. had no idea what the hell that was. And Joey Osborne with the dream girl Ellie took on Chris Silvio. Silvio has been involved in NXT and Evolve and stuff like that. He has been to the uh, WWE training camp mm-hmm. and everything like that. And Joey Osborne uh, took him on in this type of matchup. Um, me and Heath got lost a little bit on commentary, but it was still a good matchup. It was. And everything like that. And, and, and just Joey the rules. Osborne Don't ask just, me yeah, to explain the, the rules. Screw bro. the rules. Even even uh, Brett Wolverton was like, oh, okay, um, yeah, well. no, yeah, he didn't even know and everything like that. So we were like, okay, well, so they threw a curveball at me and everything uh, like that. But what was the curveball at the end was the team that has been making some headways on the independence and that is the international superstars, I believe, are coming to VPW now. Joey Osborne and Blanco Loco. That's gonna be some intense competition. That's a deadly tag team. Yes, there. That is that is just a a unique tag team in and of itself. That's gonna be incredible. And then you had your main event. Owen or I'm sorry, Sean Legacy went in as the underdog in this matchup against Drew Adler and Kevin Ray. From PCW, mind you. Mm-hmm. So it's PCW versus VPW. And Sean Legacy had not found a partner. He even was going to come out and fight by himself. Until, very unexpectedly, the working team captain Owen Knight comes out to fend the honor of VPW. Mm-hmm. This was a shocker. Yeah, it was a shocker. But this tore the house down. Oh, God did it ever. I lost my voice during this Matchup like it was insane. Uh, just all four men. Oh my god, like that you can tell that that these are no, you know, pun intended to I guess uh, Drew Adler, but the top tier of the wrestling like oh, yeah. independence that, that, right this now. Is straight up, this is th- these are four of the best right here, and it has just been in it was incredible. It was, it was an amazing match. And the whole event was an amazing ride,
1: and the announcement for uh, you know viral pro wrestling
0: outbreak. that yes. they had right before uh, the uh, British rules. Yes, met. because there is going like we are still going to have the Garden City Classic in May, but it will. But VPW is coming back to the Sweetwater Gym in June, and we're not coming alone. We're bringing someone big right off the bat. Brian Pillman Jr. is coming to Viral Pro Wrestling on June 8th. If you've never seen Brian Pillman Jr. live, this is your chance. Don't miss it. Yep. And we were able to let that announcement out last Sunday on the podcast. Yes. We
1: aired it. And, you know, and I talked to uh, Joshua Hancock about this. And there is a lot more that is supposed to be announced. So, are we gonna get those announcements here on SWN? We just might, but we just might. Ryan Pillman Jr. is gonna be in the house. That's huge, especially that he's been announced that he is a part of AEW. That's
0: even bigger. So, well, he's a part of that over the budget battle royal yeah. thing. But is he a part of? like the roster. I do believe he is a part of the roster officially. Oh, well, was good official Lord, we've got A.E.W. in the house as yep. well. So um, so good Lord. It's gonna be it's gonna be an incredible night. So, first of all, check out survival when it gets put up. It's not up yet, but follow viral pro wrestling on Facebook to find out when it's gonna be posted on SOS Custom Wrestling Network. And check out the replay of this. And you can hear myself and Heath Mulliken on commentary for that. And it was awesome. I lost my voice that night. It was great. It was amazing. And I can't wait to do it all over again. May 11th, the Garden City Classic it's going to be one of the biggest events in Viral Pro Wrestling history, I'm calling it now, yes. because it's taking place at the Warren Road Community Center here in Augusta, Georgia. The, the card is unbelievable so far. Go to Viral Pro Wrestling on Facebook to look at the card, and we will go over the card. We'll go over everything that is happening at the Garden City Classic on next week's episode and get you set up. For May 11th. It's going to be amazing. And hopefully we'll get some more exclusive announcements. From Viral Pro Wrestling. As well. But that is it. For the local wrestling independent scene around here. Again check out Viral Pro Wrestling. Check out when they're going to post. On SOS Custom Wrestling Network. Survival. It was an amazing event. It's Chris Dickens approved? Yes <laughs> I approve it. So, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like That means so, a lot, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but we will be right back to cover ROH's Brian Danielson World Champion DVD right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to an exciting edition of Jeffrey Show Live. I'm your host, Jeffrey Taylor. Woo! And here we cover indie wrestling, indie music. We go all in South Georgia area, and we're trying to expand all across the country. You can follow me on all social media platforms at J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-S-H-O-W-L-I-V-E. That is Jeffrey Show Live. And you can add a .com for the website, you guys. Thank you so much.
2: Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast. Right here, exclusively on T.O.P. Studios.
0: Well, all right. We are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And it is time to talk about one of the DVDs that I've been watching. It's a DVD slash you can go on ROH.com and become an Honor Club member to watch this exclusively on Honor Club as well. But it is an Honor Club exclusive, and it's called Brian Danielson World Champion. And the reason that they did this compilation uh, disc or DVD or whatever you want to call it at this point, but the mm-hmm. reason that they, did, that they did this compilation stuff – uh, was the fact of Brian Danielson's world champion reign was one of the things that elevated ROH and the ROH world title into national s- status it in did. ways, and you can clearly see that up uh, from a lot of these matches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these matches just on here just show exactly what Brian Danielson was all about and what. ROH was all about, which was pure wrestling, you know, doing that kind of stuff. But this uh, compilation shows exactly like what I said uh, Brian Danielson is all about. And one of the things that Brian Danielson did when he won the ROH World Championship was he said he wanted it so badly because it represented wrestling freedom to him. Yes. That the belt was just like, You can't tell me how to wrestle. You can't tell me how to do this because I'm the champ. Clearly, I know how to wrestle. You don't or something like that. You know, and it just it was this weird dynamic because it was like he was a good guy at times, but then he was just a prick. Yeah. You know, and by the way, that whole wholesome Daniel Bryan, the yes (laughs) movement. Does that just kind of not go out the window with what you saw with some of this shit? Like, did you see some of the shit that he yeah. would say? Yeah. It just is like, what the fuck?
1: This is the guy that was in Ring of Honor and this is the guy that's in WWE? It's yeah. like
0: two different fucking parallels. Well, that he also is. shows you how great he is. is exactly. What, when, when you can just completely change yourself and everything like that. And he did that. But, yeah, see, he would get, like, some boring chants and everything like that. And he'd be like, oh, that's boring? Well, then here you go. Yeah. Like, he would just – I loved it. Um, first of all, there is not a bad match on this fucking no, there's thing. No, there is not. Um, what do you think of it, man? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so – I followed Daniel Bryan's career in WWE, his rise up with the yes movement and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, his whole deal with the Miz during the NXT days when it was a uh competition style show. Yeah. But and, and then part of the Nexus, kicked out of the Nexus, fired, and then comes back as a fan favorite. It, you know, but I've never got the chance to see Daniel Bryan as Bryan Danielson until you turned me on to this. Yes. And oh my God. The, the fucking caliber, excuse my language, the caliber, like I said that on this
1: show, wow. I'm about to say, what the times. hell? <laughs> Vince
0: Russo and Goddamn Cornette came in here and cussed up a storm.
1: Yeah, but the, the caliber of matches that are on this DVD, I mean, from the jump, Austin Aries versus Brian Danielson at Enter the Dragon from. Uh, I'll oh my God! I was imbibed. just
0: about to get to that match, Brian Danielson Jesus versus Christ. Austin. That matchup was awesome, and Aries didn't really do any of the high no. flying stuff that he would normally do if someone did that with him. This was like this he, was like pure wrestling. It was something of of amazement, and, and it shocked
1: me because I'm so used to seeing, you know, you know, Daniel Bryan uh, and the style that he works. This was a different style than what I've seen in WWE. Well, this was
0: the way that he originally wanted to do it. He wanted to be all pro wrestling, like Steven Regal and everything like that. That's yeah. who trained him. A lot of exactly. people, you know, they credit Shawn Michaels with it, but Michaels will even tell you that I didn't really do anything Regal no. did with him. Regal yeah. trained yeah, him. Yeah, and,
1: I mean, going from that match, you've got the who's who of wrestling. He wrestled Chris Sabin. Dude, when, that
0: matchup was awesome, It was awesome.
1: Too. But it, even, even before that, I, just after that, Dissension. Daniel Bryan, or O'Brien
0: Danielson versus AJ Styles. The yeah. phenomenal AJ Styles. Before he was like- I actually skipped this one and, and and the only reason I say that, not because it's a bad match or anything like that, but because I've already seen that one like seven times already. Yeah. Like like they have that up on YouTube and they also have it on AJ Styles' There's No Place Like Home. So I actually skipped this matchup, but I remember how good that matchup was. Yeah. I mean he wanted I wanted to see a lot of the yeah, matches like, that I never saw. Like him versus Lance Storm.
1: Oh my god,
0: best. was that not a just a,
1: Lance Storm is one of the greatest wrestlers of our generation.
0: What but if I could be serious for a moment here. Jesus Christ, that was <laughs> dumb as fuck. But that he made was, it work. Yeah. He made it work. But the he the Wade Adams is uh the Lance Storm of this year. <laughs> oh, man, okay. And he's Canadian.
1: <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. But
0: but this matchup was like, oh, my God. That was amazing. It was an amazing match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that yeah, matchup. Yeah, but you want to know that I liked, that was kind of a sleeper off of this DVD, was him versus Alex Shelley. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that because it's almost like uh, the, the Motor City Machine Guns, he basically faced both of them in singles competition right isn't that funny but this is before they were even like considered yep. that kind of thing like they had like T- they weren't even on tna's radar at this point i think no they or, wasn't or they were wrestling for impact and they were just getting going and stuff like that i don't mm. know but yeah i love this matchup because man did they play into the crowd on this one did they not like. They did. They played the crowd like. Jesus. Well, because. Okay. So at the time, you know, that was the CZW crowd, was Philadelphia, mm-hmm. even though ROHs ran out of Philadelphia, technically. So. Okay. But yeah. So they did that thing where they did CZW versus ROH. And so ROH came into CZW into the Philip, or the uh, Philip, I almost said the Philips Arena. (laughs) The 300 Philadelphia Arena, whatever the fuck it's called, the Bingo Hall. And yeah, yeah, like, so there were a lot of CZW fans that were chanting boring. And so Ryan Danielson was like just playing into that. So was Shelly. Like, he even grabbed the mic and was just like, I hear a boring chant! You know, <laughs> like, like he was just like, he was just like, come in come in here and then, you fat piece of shit. Like, damn, they're getting into it and shit like that. I was just like, holy yeah. crap. Uh, that was awesome. Um, so, how about him versus Samoa Joe at Fight of the Century? Oh, my God. That was just. That matchup had the build from the jump and, it, like, just elevated all the way up. All the way up to the time limit expired. Yes. You know, that was, and, and you know, Samoa Joe had him in the Kukita Clutch. And the time limit expired right then at the 60 minutes. Perfect But that's a okay great psychology. It, but that's okay to do uh, a Time limit draw in those instances. Yeah, but it like was that. great psychology. Yeah, great psychology. It, it it was, and and again, that's my thing about Brian Danielson. Like like you could tell there just was so much psychology to him from day one. Like just everything that he did meant something. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Did you also notice something with the crowds in each place uh, while there? A lot of matches that took place from the same venues. Mm-hmm. You always notice that those venues got bigger. Yeah, they did. They kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, even so, during that time mm-hmm. of ROH, and so, they still. The Internet, what YouTube was getting to that popularity yeah. at this point. They're not. It wasn't like it is now. This was still tape trading. Yes, it so was. So it was. It was like word of mouth and passing on the. Just the DVDs and the tapes, and well, they so. were they were creating a lot of it. But then I think probably what many people will say is the best matchup on here, which was him versus Kenta. Oh God, him versus Kenta. Was that night like, not just? Uh, oh my God, these guys are killing each other. Yeah, there. Kind of the, oh Jesus, uh, there were moments where I cringed watching that match. It was insane. I I loved it. It was amazing. Uh, just it. What did you think of the DVD overall, or the compilation? Okay, it was a two-disc set, and there's a whole bunch of matches. I mean, him versus uh, Samoa Joe. There's a couple of them on there with that. Right. Right. Him versus Kenta, and uh, uh, the one I liked the most was him versus Roderick Strong, Anarchy of the UK. Oh, I was about to. Say, yeah, I forgot about that one. That as was well. his oh, third title shit. defense in
1: 24 hours. That's a history lesson. I had to look that up, but it was an amazing matchup, and. Just overall, the compilation itself. A fan of wrestling would take this compilation and just be like, I'm fucking loving everything I'm seeing because this is what wrestling is about. It's what it is supposed to be. Competition. And Brian Danielson, I did not
0: realize back in that time, during his time in Ring of Honor, was that competitive? Was it that caliber? Was running that strong?
1: Yeah. I didn't know about that,
0: but a lot of guys he faced were running that strong. But th- this compilation right here is something that I could go back to and watch over and over and over. And now over you again. see why so many people are just like, why are you doing these guys like this? Exactly. Like, 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 like why were the Motor City machine guns done like that? Why were, yeah. you know, Jimmy Rave even. Why are you like, watering down Samoa Joe? Why are you. And, so, that's, and we're not talking about WWE, we're, we're talking, talking about TNA. EA. Yeah, like it's just—it's crazy to think that they were at
1: this caliber, and that Brian Danielson was at this caliber, and then was brought
0: into WWE and treated like a a crybaby. Yeah, so speak. Yeah, sort of. And then, and then just kind of like eh, kind of Yes Movement thing, and well, the Yes Movement thing broke boundaries. It you know, did, but the thing but, is, is that you took this guy and turned him into something completely different. This guy would have ran your fucking wrestling ring from day one. He would have been a top draw from day one. Well, that's what they were. Try- that's what he was trying to say in that NXT competition, and they made him look stupid, as long along with all the other guys. But this didn't make him look stupid. No, this, this was, was where he got to, you know, perform his craft and everything like that. And it's where you see now why the ROH title is so fucking prestigious. Yes.
1: Brian, it hasn't
0: been flip-flopped no, like that. No, it hasn't. And Daniel Bryanson had a sh- – like Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Why do I keep saying Daniel, Daniel Bryan? Bryanson? Daniel Bryanson? Yeah, I don't know. He it's, didn't even say his yeah, name.
1: Yeah, thanks, WWE, for ruining my mind, assholes. Well, anyway, need, but Brian Danielson, <laughs> world champion. That, yeah. that chronicles his ring of honor – title ring amazing it,
0: it is an amazing compilation it is an amazing run as roh world champion yeah and if you want to like watch it i like i urge you to become an honor club member yes. people i love the honor club thing i'm getting all of the events and stuff like that i get the events half off so what is like a 34 dollar pay-per-view or something like that i get for like 15 bucks yeah you know so and
1: you get all of ring of honors
0: history as well and it's, not it's, all of it. Not There's still all of it, a lot of still stuff. Still that, that it's an
1: amazing catalog. Yeah. And it this is. is just part of it. And you got to think. And this was a two disc set. There are a lot There's of. There's another Brian
0: Danielson DVD. There's also one of him and Nigel McGinnis that yes. we're going to go over because you want to talk about a pure wrestling DVD. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to show you one when we do that. But that's not the next one that we are going to do. No, it is we're not. We are going to do right here next week. On the Stovall Wrestling Network, our event that we're going to be covering is one that they have covered on 83 weeks, and what happened when? What happened when? And and um yeah, roll tide on that. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Uh, so but they covered it on 83 weeks this past week, and I had to go back and watch it. So we're going to cover it right here. We're going to cover. WCW's Spring Stampede 1994. What could we possibly talk about on that? Well, we're going to talk about the main event, which is Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. Do you really need to say more? Yeah, there's nothing else you can say about that. I don't give a fuck what banner it's under either. It's going to be amazing. Yes. And then we've got a matchup that got four stars in the Observer. The Bunkhouse Stampede. With Bunkhouse Buck and Dustin Rhodes. It was, yep. a, it was an awesome matchup from what I hear. Then there's Steven Regal versus Brian Pillman. There's the Great Muda versus Steve Austin, Johnny B. Bad versus DDP. And then, of course, one of the most talked about Chicago street fights in the history of street fights, the tag team matchup with the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags, yes. taking on Cactus Jack and Max Payne. Wow. Why, it's going to be amazing. I heard that it is an awesome pay-per-view. And from what I have seen, it is an awesome pay-per-view. But we're going to go over it right here next week on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Well, Chris, it has been so good this week to get back. To the formula. Yep. I know we went over a lot of news. We didn't get to go over everything that I wanted to go over nope. from the weekend of Christmas. I mean WrestleMania. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, we, we, got to go over a lot, and we're gonna go over even more as you know we, we draw near. We draw near to wrestling being changed again yes. by AEW. We're only a couple of weeks away, and we're also a week away from Money in the Bank, and then of course. On the local indie scene, we've got the Garden City Classic Viral Pro Wrestling at the Warren Road Community Center, the Garden City Classic by Viral Pro Wrestling, May 11th. It's going to be amazing live in Augusta, Georgia. I'm going to be there. TMB Studios is going to be there. Yes. It's going to be amazing. And, yes, we will be getting interviews from all of your favorites from VPW as this historic night happens in Augusta, Georgia. We will be there covering it, and we'll cover more wrestling news, past, present, and future, right here on the Stoveball Wrestling Network. But, Chris, man... That's it. That's it. What more can we say? We're done? We're good? Yeah. So, you know what? He's Chris Dickens. I'm the one and only Caleb Stoveball. Thank God. Peace. (laughs) Stoveball Wrestling Network right here on TMB Studios.